93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, February 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a shooting inside an Airbnb led to a chase and a crash in South Philadelphia, according to 6ABC. The chaotic series of events started with a gunman uh, that fired seven shots into the Airbnb in the 2000 block of Titan Street in Point Breeze just after 1030 on Monday. Several bullets, at least four, went through the front door and at least one went through the front window of the property. That's where we believe the victim was inside this Airbnb when he was struck by gunfire, said Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. Police said the 24-year-old bloodied victim who had been shot in the head ran out of the back of the home, hopped a fence, and flagged down a 17th district officer at the district headquarters. He was shot in the head and hopped a fence? Yep. He was able to tell police where he was shot. He was then taken to the hospital, and he's in stable condition. Officers arriving on Titan Street were met by several witnesses who said a red Dodge Ram had sped away from uh, the shooting scene. Police sent out an alert for the truck several blocks away. First district officers spotted the vehicle and began pursuing it. The fleeing truck crashed into the back of a police patrol wagon at 25th and Brittner, then sped off and slammed into two parked cars in the 2700 block of South Daly Street. Police said a 15-year-old and three men in their 20s got out of the truck and ran. Officers chased the four suspects on foot and ha- apprehended them. Police also found a semi-automa- semi-automatic weapon uh, inside of the truck, and at this point it's not known which of the four suspects is the shooter. There was surveillance cameras on Titan Street, so they're hoping that this can help with the investigation. Wow. The COVID-19 death toll in the United States topped 500,000 Monday, a staggering number that all but matches the number of Americans killed in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam combined. The lives lost, as recorded by John Hopkins University, are about equal to the population of Kansas City, Missouri, and greater than that of Miami, Raleigh, North Carolina, and Omaha, Nebraska. The United States recorded an estimated 405,000 deaths in World War II, 58,000 in the Vietnam War, and 36,000 in the Korean War. President Joe Biden held a moment of silence and a candlelighting ceremony at the White House and ordered U.S. flags lowered at federal buildings for the next five days. Monday's grim milestone comes as states redouble efforts to get the coronavirus vaccine into the arms after last week's winter weather closed clinics, slowed vaccine deliveries, and forced tens of thousands of people to miss their shots. Despite the rollout of vaccines since mid-December, a closely watched model from the University of Washington projects more than 589,000 dead by June 1st. The U.S. told is by far the highest reported in the world, accounting for 20% of nearly the 2.5 million coronavirus deaths globally, though the true numbers are thought to be significantly greater in part because many cases were overlooked, especially early in the outbreak. A homeless encampment is growing at the Patco stop in Center City. The stop at 12th and Locust Streets has has a growing number of homeless taking shelter. Officials with the Philadelphia Office of Homeless Services says they're aware of the encampment and it's something that they've been working on. The director of the Homeless Services Liz Hirsch says they may they make resources available to the homeless there each day. On Monday, officials with Patco, which is run by the Delaware River Port Authority, said that they're willing to help in any way they can. They're collaborating with the city of Philadelphia to try to help resolve the problem. In sports this morning. <laughs> Ball 
Both the Sixers and Flyers were off last night. The Sixers returned to the court with another game against the Raptors in their temporary home in Tampa, Florida. Despite a four-game losing streak on the road, the Sixers continue to have the best record in the Eastern Conference at 20-11. and 11. Tip-off is set for 7-30. The Flyers, who are 8-1-1 against the rest of the league, but have lost all five games they've played against the Boston Bruins are off until tomorrow night when they'll return home to host the New York Rangers. And Seattle Mariners president and CEO Kevin Mather resigned from the Major League Baseball Club after disparaging comments he made earlier this month were made public over the weekend. Mather's comments were made February 5th to the Bellevue Breakfast Rotary Club in Washington. The club released a roughly 45-minute video of Mather's comments on its YouTube page, which has since been deleted. Uh, he spoke about foreign-born players' ability to speak English, the team's player personnel decisions and financial situation, and about tactics the team used to limit young prospects' service time, a maneuver that allows the team to re- retain control over the player for longer. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a uh, bunch, Kat. So we are working our way through the work week. few things to get into, because Tuesdays we have a chance to win some ink, Preston and Steve style. So if you'd like to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, it's easy. Text word tattoo to 39333, and you just might win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We'll grab a random winner uh, before the show is up. And we also have a guest on the program today. If you're a beer lover, you may consider what this man is going through. Uh, he is fasting and drinking only beer. Well, in fact, that is his entire nutrition. That's it. He's, he's living on beer. He's living on beer. He will drink water. Yeah. Uh, and I think he'll have some coffee to wake up, but we're going to find out. But but all other nutrition just comes for beer, and he's doing it for over 40. This is his third year doing it. He's yeah. For over 40 years. Hasn't died yet. Not 40 years, 40 days. <laughs> uh, That'd still be cool, though. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk to him a little bit later on this morning and find out about that unique diet that he has. Uh, other than that, we got some stuff to give away. We have things to talk about. Yeah. We have each other's company. Aye. How about that? So let's take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget, we have a $500 prize for the Word of the Week to give away as well, so you don't want to miss out on that. When we get back, we'll have a stupid question all set for you, give some stuff away, and we'll dive into the entertainment stories. We'll be back in just a moment. Sun's coming up in a little bit. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A stupid question prize we have this week. Blu-ray combo pack of The Crudes, A New Age. And the question that we're going to go for for Black History Month. From February 5th to the 9th in 1968, Johnny Carson turned over his hosting duties for an entire week. And this performer became the first guest host in tonight's show history. Mm-hmm. Who was that? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's even know the answer. February 5th and the 9th, 1968. Johnny Carson turned over his hosting duties for an entire week, and this performer became the first guest host in tonight's show history. All right, call now. 215-263-WMMR. Be interested to see if we can get a correct answer on that. It's a tough one. All right, so birthdays while we're waiting for that answer on February 23rd include... 
uh, Patricia Richardson, who played Jill Taylor on Home Improvement. We had her in studio. Yeah, we did. Did we? What we was did. that for? Uh, well, she was doing something uh, at the Bucks County Playhouse. Yeah, okay. that's right. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, celebrates her 70th birthday today. She does a lot of theater stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah and she was just on... Um, they were, they were doing something because, I guess, Last Man Standing is wrapping up, and Tim Allen, actually, his own character from Home Improvement was on the new show. Oh, no kidding. So it was like a sort of a, a version of himself. He has a twin brother, and so they interviewed her about her experiences with the show. So and Tim Taylor was on Last Man Standing? Yes, in a manner of speaking. That's yeah. interesting. Okay, well, Patricia Richardson celebrates her 70th uh, birthday today. Uh, it's Dakota Fanning's birthday. Wow, Dakota Fanning is 27 What the years hell? Old, man, she's pushing 30. I remember what? when she was like a five years old. She's Even though she's been an adult for her last several roles, she's still a kid to me. She, she does. Because you know, she started off as, a, as this, oh my God, have you seen this child actress? Right. You know? So I guess, um, so her, her sister is really tearing it up a little bit yes. more. Yes. Uh, Elle Fanning. She's doing great as yeah. well. So, yeah, but uh, Dakota's had some great roles in her career. Uh, the Runaways, uh, War of the Worlds. She was in the Twilight films, Cat in the Hat. Uh, and she continues to work. She's uh, 27. Gets great roles. Uh, we also have from the world of rock and roll, Brad Whitford, guitarist of Aerosmith. It's an iconic guitar sound. So his, uh, he celebrates his uh, 27th birthday today. Yeah, and he's no, a... He's, he's not 27. I'm sorry. She is 27, <laughs> Dakota Fanning. He is 69. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. He wishes he was 27. threw me off for a second. Seriously? <laughs> Bit of a jump there, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, there's... They're, the numbers are right next oh, to yeah. each other on my yeah, list yeah. here. Achieve <laughs> uh, so much at an early age. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. that uh, no, but he is. Is that uh, a baby in the recording studio? Trust me, he's just the he's the rhythm guitarist yeah. uh, of the band. But apparently, he's an essential part, and uh, the the band members have all you know talked about how great he is. So he celebrates sixty nine today. Happy birthday to Brad Whitford, another musician, Howard Jones. Ah. As his birthday. Love Howard Jones. I do, too. One of my favorite concert experiences, uh, believe it or not, Howard Jones put on a show at a diner. I mean, it was part of a radio station sort of contest. Yeah. And so there were about 80 people in this diner, (laughs) in a diner, and Howard Jones put on a full concert. It was amazing. Was this after his uh, career had started to... It was going over the top and coming over down, but it was uh, was still enough merit to make it... Howard Jones is playing a diner? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, No one is to blame. That song we just played, What is Love's great tune. Uh, Things can only get better. He had a ton of hits in the years. Yeah, man. Celebrates his 66th birthday today. Kristen Davis... One of the Sex and the City gals is uh, 56 today. She was also in the um, uh, pa- Paradise uh, Couples Retreat. Couples Retreat, yeah. I was on. I watched some of it right. over the weekend. I was just flipping channels. I only stuck around for a couple of minutes of it. But, uh, yeah, she uh, she looks great in that. She does she's, look great. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a few bikini moments, and she's got a fantastic shape. How did she get her start? I feel like whatever she started in is what I watched, and that's okay. how I was familiar with her, but I can't remember. I just, first time with Sex in the City, where I became aware of her. She was a yeah. Seinfeld girlfriend at one point, Kath, so maybe oh, you saw Oh, maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, because uh, Jerry would have just you know a rotating cast of girls that would come in yeah. and be his girlfriend for an episode or two, and she was one of those. Okay. Uh, so happy 56th for her uh, today. Kelly McDonald. Uh, an actress, 45 years old. She was in Train Spotting. Yeah. No Country for Old Men. Mm. She is also the voice of Merda in Brave. Oh, okay. Uh, she's Scottish. Yes. Has this 
I love her accent. It's I great. love I love her voice uh, in in it's general. Great. Uh, she was in a really cool Black Mirror episode where she plays a detective, uh, and it has to do with uh, social media, and uh, I don't know if you remember they these mechanical bees. Oh, yes, I do oh remember, yeah, and, yeah. And it was like a, like a two-hour one. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a, a movie-length one. I really dug that. I forgot like, she was in that. Flying yeah. up noses at one point. Yeah. That, that one lived with me for a while. And she was also um, Helena Ravenclaw in the last Harry Potter movie. She's a, the was ghost she? that, yeah, that tells him where the diadem is. I like it's it. over there. Uh, that's where it is. Yeah. It's over there. Uh, she's 45. Uh, the awesomely talented and beautiful Emily Blunt celebrates her birthday today as so, well. Waiting on a quiet place, too. Yeah. Uh, they showed a an extended scene, Preston. That it, it released the damn thing already. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's in the can. I know. Yeah, so know? so they're, they're, it's pre... The, the creatures have just started to make their presence known. And, and whatever town the family is in, they're there. And John Krasinski is... Is responding and, and a police car comes up with its siren going, Preston, yeah, 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 and yeah. it's sitting there. And we don't re- we don't know at this point they're attracted to sound. Yeah. And you see one of the creatures just slam into the side of the police car. Yeah, and they're quickly learning that it's the sound. You yeah. know, right off the bat, uh, I was surprised with how much I loved that movie. I it's knew I was so good. like it, but there were just so many intense scenes. And she's yeah. A- such a big oh. reason of why the movie sells so much. Um, also, that die, repeat, whatever that. Uh, oh no! Yeah. Um, um, not Edge, Edge of Seventeen. Edge, Edge of, of Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Great, great. Yes. The Stevie movie. Nicks story. Yeah. Edge of Seventeen. <laughs> hey, is she at the end of Guardians Two? Is she one of the Ravengers that shows up to the funeral? I didn't recognize her or notice her. If she is. There are a whole bunch of cameos. I know that, but uh, no, I didn't notice her. Did right. you think you saw her? Yes, yeah, Michelle so Yeoh's one of them. They, I mean, obviously, Sly Stallone is, and then they have Michael Clark, uh, not uh, Ving Rhames, and then, um, and then there's another one. It's somebody who looks like her. Yeah, okay. I never She's heard got, her like, heavy eye makeup. Yeah. She doesn't have uh, that in her IMDb credits, Casey. Okay. But I recently watched uh, Charlie Wilson's War again. It's a great movie. Mm. She's in that in the beginning. In the yeah. beginning, and she, yeah, she's uh, one of Tom Hanks's flings. Yep, holy crap, she's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, and she's I didn't recognize because it, it came out in two thousand seven. But man, does she look great? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know what she was great in as well was the Mary Poppins reboot. Yeah, and, and maybe that's why you know they reference Mary Poppins in uh, Guardians oh, yeah. too. A Mary Poppins, <laughs> <Yeah>. y'all. <laughs> Is, Is he so... cool? <laughs> he goes. Is he cool? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, so she, <laughs> she's thirty eight today. Aziz Ansari, the uh, actor and comedian, uh, master of none, parks and recreation, stand-up stuff. He's uh, 38 years old today. He had a brief brush with the Me Too stuff. He did. And it just turned out it was not a good date. It was, was a bad on. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last birthday, Josh Gad. Imagine how much cooler I'll be in summer. <laughs> yep. He's Olaf. Dad. Uh, and great in that uh, role, obviously. Uh, Pixels, Jobs, he's done a bunch of stuff for comedians. Pixels is not a bad movie. It's I not, liked it. It's not I great, it was fun. but it's fun. I thought it was fun, and because those games were a big part yes. of my childhood, yeah. and, and, you know, each person had their own, uh, you know, expertise <laughs> yeah. in the world of yeah. those games. I liked it. I, I liked it his character fun. in Pixels, too. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he's like yeah. the conspiracy theorist. Right. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so he's... He celebrates the Big 40 today, so happy birthday, Josh Gad, and doing these amazing interviews during quarantine. Getting, yeah, man. Getting all these crew, these casts back together. I'd love it's to see that continue. So yeah. much fun to watch. I agree, Steve. All right, so happy birthday, everybody. Celebrating birthdays today. Let's see if we can get an answer to 
Today's stupid question. So it was February 5th to the 9th, 1968. Johnny Carson uh, turned over his hosting duties for an entire week, and this performer became the first guest host in tonight's show history. 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we are going to go to Derek and see if we can get the answer. Derek, good morning to you. Good morning. All right, Derek, who is this guest host we speak of? Harry Belafonte. The great. Absolutely. Yes. Hang on a second. Derek, we are going to award you, sir, with a Blu-ray combo pack of The Croods, A New Age. Your family will fall in love with The Croods, A New Age, with two all-new shorts and certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 100% joy to start uh, from start to finish, available uh, today on Blu-ray and DVD. Also available on digital. You know what I'm thinking of, Casey, while I'm giggling here? The video of that dog dancing yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, well, that's to a Harry Belafonte yeah, that's song. that's this one. Is it? So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's a me. chihuahua, and it's got this bizarre little prance right. that he does down the hallway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And this music plays perfectly to it, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. I was just laughing my ass off watching it. I'll send it to Marissa. Yes. Uh, so Harry Belafonte and I love this. This song is on a, a playlist of mine that is just my feel-good playlist. Yeah, it's oh, just absolutely. Ha- happy music. Are you watching it, Nick? Yeah, yeah. It's the best. That's fantastic. My name is Sonora. All right, so let's get into some of the entertainment stories. We will begin with uh, the royal family. They've been popping up a lot. Uh, They're all over the freaking place. Uh, but here's the deal. Prince William is sharing his insight into his grandfather, Prince Philip's health. Uh, the 99-year-old, of course, has uh, been in King Edward VII Hospital in London since February 16th after feeling unwell. And on Monday, he was asked by a photographer uh, where things stood. William said he's okay, and they are keeping an eye on him. So that's the first we've heard that he's he seems to be okay. So Do we know what the, what exactly is up with him? No, nah, they just said he wasn't feeling good. Yeah. Uh, the he's got the clap. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, see, man, so I've got come real. Uh, I've got what they call drippy D. <laughs> wow, wow, dude. The thirty, the thirty-eight-year-old royal was visiting a uh, vaccine, Grandpa. a vaccine center in Norfolk near his uh, country home. Uh, which is called Anmer Hall, mm-hmm. uh, when the photographer questioned him. A source told people that uh, Philip will likely remain in the hospital for a week. 99, you know, if there's some reason, obviously, that every age is important and every year of life is... When you're at 99, you're just at the cusp of 100. Yeah. And it, it's it's... You got to get there now. You got to yes. get there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, shortly after confirming that she would not allow Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to maintain senior royal patronages after stepping away from their royal roles and moving to California, the Queen has scheduled a television address that will air the same day that Harry and Meghan's talk with Oprah Winfrey is set. She's to coming drop. at him. She's, she's competing. Him. Yeah, and you know what? She's going to have Triple H with her. <laughs> wow, the yeah. wrestler. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, that's awesome. Is she doing? Is she interviewing? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's. Um, She's taking over the Vince McMahon role. That's amazing. I hear you're going to kick his ass. The TV special. <laughs> He's been talking smack about you, Triple H. Uh, well, now's also, the time to get back in the ring. Will also include other prominent royals, including Prince Charles, Prince William, and Kate Middleton. Uh, the address will occur Sunday, March 7th, ahead of uh, Commonwealth Day on March 8th. She's going to counter-program. Uh, How wild. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Royals are reportedly concerned about what will come out of Oprah's sit-down with the pair, which will likely address the sometimes racist reception that Meghan received after joining the Royals. Not family. only that, but tonight we introduce Prince Andrew as the new bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bury you! <laughs> Every yeah. everything they could pull out of the closet. This is her new war. Yeah. She's handling that. Wow. And don't forget to tune in at ten fifty five where I'm going to show you my coach. Oh my god. Watch my show. <laughs> I think she's gonna win. She's gonna win. She's yeah. gonna win this battle. Hey, uh, Bruce Springsteen and President Barack Obama have joined forces for a new original podcast titled Renegades Born in the USA, which is available now on Spotify. I listened to a little bit of the teaser. Yes. They were doing sport or not a sport. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. No, I caught a little bit of them. Uh, each... I, I think, I think uh, Frisbee football is a sport. <laughs> Frisbee football. Ultimate. They yeah. call it ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a sport. It's a sport. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't agree. I don't. I don't think it's a sport. Uh, I caught a little bit of them uh, talking about their fathers. Uh, so it's you know, they're, they're, it's, it's, how come your jaw, your lower jaw, never moves? Uh, according to the <laughs> official announcement, uh, it says Renegades is an eight-episode podcast featuring a deep and revealing conversation between two friends, uh, exploring a wide array of topics including race, fatherhood, marriage, and the state of America. It is uh, a personal, in-depth discussion exploring their past, their beliefs. And the country that they love as it was, as it is, and as it ought to be going and, forward. And we ended off with a recap of our favorite Real Housewives episodes. <laughs> wow. Uh, USA Today. I'm not a big fan of Vanderpump. USA Today reports uh, Obama says of the boss in the new podcast, he said, he's a white guy from a small town in New Jersey. I'm a black guy of mixed race, born in Hawaii with a childhood that took me around the world. He's a rock and roll icon. I'm a lawyer and a politician. Not as cool. And as I like to remind Bruce every chance I get, he's more than a decade older than me, although he looks damn good. Uh, so that is out now. I wonder if they'll go out on concert tour together. That'd That'd be be Bruce sweet. joined the band. I mean, yeah. with, uh, President Obama. Joining the band or yeah. being the opening act? Joining the band. Joining the yeah. street band. The big man joined the band. Yeah. Uh, so Kim Kardashian and Kanye, obviously we know they're over. She filed for divorce on Friday. Now, Still ripping my heart out. Everyone's wondering who she's going to date next. Oh, come on. Well, she, give her a second. She was rumored to have uh, had a relationship or, if, I don't know. Was it Frank Mill? No. Well, I heard Van Jones. Uh, from uh, okay, from the CNN. From CNN. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, because they were working on like prison reform together and, and got a lot done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things happen when you're 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 reaching for the same stapler and your hands touch each other. <laughs> People oh, are also Miss Kardashian. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> People are also wondering what she's going to do about her last name, which she of course officially changed to Kim Kardashian West. Change after, it to Mellencamp after marrying Kanye almost seven years ago. So she uses West in her KKW beauty branding as well. Oh, no. So completely dropping it could be tricky. She could still stick I, she'll with KKW, be fine. you know? Well, yeah. no, also, I, if she drops the W, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep the W because it it puts a letter right where the third K would go. Exactly. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. KK is really problematic. That's one K away. Maybe just a rolling, a changing letter. Each person she dates, she'll just change the letter. Slide it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then introduce a new line at that time. Yeah. yeah. So, second hubby was this the se- Chris Humphreys was the first. Was it one before that? 
Uh, I, Ooh, you know what? Wait, she was the, oh, she was the one she, that was married to Chris. She was married to Chris for like a, yeah. the, the, a I, second, right? A, yeah, exactly a second. <laughs> uh, she was married, Steve, in the early 2000s to a guy named Damon Thomas. Okay. Never remember that, was, that yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000 to 2004, and then Chris Humphreys was uh, the magical era of 2011 to 2013. Yeah, and then, of course he he reentered the world of uh, book writing after the. <laughs> yeah. uh, did he ever get any NBA stuff after that? Was he? Is he? Is I mean, he, he was middling guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the practice squad for the Sixers for a hot minute. So looking. At this uh, Wikipedia picture of her, it's you know, it doesn't look doesn't look like her. I mean, it looks no. kind of like her, but she's Preston. We're looking at a picture of her married to Chris Humphreys, and she looks nothing like she currently looks. Well, and she looks so pretty. Yeah, she does. Why would you listen? Yeah. I don't, well, well, forget it. It's right. a conversation <laughs> for another. Time. All right, let's get back to the uh, the news story portion of this. So, anyhow. Uh, for now, her social media handle remains Kim Kardashian, and her name appears as Kim Kardashian West. Not others, the bandit. Others wonder who she is going to date. Insiders tell E, Kim isn't ready to date and is not focused on dating yet. Of course, she's still married, for crying out loud. Do you know who I think she would be good with? Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> meanwhile, this guy, Nicholas Braun, I, yeah. had, to, I had to look him up. Uh, he was in uh, uh, He was in Sky High. Uh, and what else was he in? Sky High. Yeah, you remember that movie? Which, 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 yeah, I love Sky High. I think he was the the son. I think it was. Oh, the, the, okay. Who, who goes under the, the super? Who, who, who's he's uh, Kurt Russell's son, and then yeah. he he finally his strength kicks in later on. I think that's him. Wow. His name is Nicholas Braun. Why are we talking about this guy? Uh, well, he posted an Instagram video addressing her new single status, saying, "This Kim and Kanye divorce news is just bumming me out. God damn." It hurts to think how much uh, about how they're feeling and how she's feeling. I mean, I'm wondering at this point, where do they even go from here? Where does she go at this moment? Because she's been through three marriages now, and it's like, are you willing to even take a shot on a new guy at this point? Would you be down to meet a new person? Totally just kind of a different guy, one who could, you know, make you laugh a little bit. or He's in a new series. Make you feel small because he's so tall. Yeah, he's on Succession, which is a great show, and uh, he's very interesting character. He's kind of like a bumbling idiot uh, who happens to be incredibly wealthy. But Preston, I, he is the son. He is, is the son from sure? Sky High. Okay. Yeah, I can see it in his face. He's absolutely the son from Sky High. He had a little more baby fat on him yeah. when he was in Sky High. So, um, yeah, Zach, that was his name. Yep. All right. Well, anyhow, he wants to take crack. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, right. Uh, now, speaking of social media, after an unusual two-day period of quiet following the filing of divorce, Kim broke her silence to celebrate her BFF Jonathan Chabin's bir- birthday on Sunday. So she took two days off, guys. Oh, social my God. Social media mm. must be If you stop and think about horrible. it, <laughs> in that, so she's got, obviously has a team, but when you're, everything you do is under that You've got to be posting constantly, and, and but she has to be in the pictures. Yeah. She ha- so whether you have a, a a social media team that's updating your influencing mechanism, you still have to be in the picture. Mm-hmm. So how many how many times a day does she send out stuff, or is it every other day, or how often is they, she posting? Uh, there are a couple of uh, of influencer influencers uh, that I follow, and it seems like they have just a library of photos. Yeah, that are from you know. Trips they took to Cancun and did a whole right. bunch of shoots on different beaches, and they've got like tons of them and at they're the just ready, constantly putting them out. Yeah. In different Wait, what influencers do you follow? I just like fitness models and stuff oh, like that. Hot okay. girls, okay. you know, that's it. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. just checking. Well, you yeah. thought if they have a product you want to buy? I, well, I was wondering if Preston was being influenced. Oh in no, purchasing, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm influenced. Know, leggings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I. It's not for legitimate purchasing no. of products. Oh, to, to self pleasuring. 
So uh, she shared several images from uh, the festivities of Jonathan's birthday. She uh, poked fun at her mom, Chris, who was wearing head-to-toe logo Dior. She wrote, who makes your outfit? It's really hard to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I made a joke, Mother. On Monday, she posted... You're so talented. A sweet tribute to her father, writing, happy birthday, Dad. I celebrate you every single day, uh, but today even more. So much to tell you. I called your cell phone number just wondering if anyone would pick up after all these years. She said, I can't believe I actually remembered it. Please come visit me in a dream soon. Also, can you pretty please send down a sign in the form of those symbols slash birds we always talked about? Yeah, those birds we talked about. I just miss you so much, she said. Oh, well, that's kind of sweet. It is sweet. So we're looking at a picture of the family. Um, and now they, they look, as you know, like Chloe's easy to identify. Mm. She is the, the big man at the end of the line. Stop no, it. no, she's, she's, but they're all, they're all uh, normal, nice looking. They're normal looking people, people. in this photo. Uh, and yeah. and yeah. They, they've been, they've been, um, TMZ eyes. Sure. And plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go back to Sky High for a moment, if yes, I may. Yes, please. Go ahead. Uh, the uh, son in Sky High is a guy named Michael Arangano. Okay, so it was It right. looks exactly like no, him. And Nick Braun uh, was just had a, a small role in that, but uh, <laughs> he's in succession now. And uh, he, he wasn't was, even the main guy in Sky High, Nick, and he wants to take Kim Kardashian. Well, yeah, I think he's, he's uh, tongue-in-cheek saying go, that. Go, what, uh, find out his character's uh, name, if you would Who, mind. Nick Braun? Yeah. Uh, as as you watched... remember, Preston, they had the superheroes, and then other kids at the school were the sidekicks. I that. do remember it, yeah. Nick, you could say it's tongue-in-cheek, but if she gave him a sniff, he'd be all about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but I think his intent is to be funny. Yeah. Is to wax that ass. All right, so uh, moving on to, well, one more thing in the in the, right. uh, the family. Chris Jenner is reportedly set to launch her own beauty business, so she had filed documents uh, to trademark Chris uh, Jenner Beauty, Chris Jenner Skin, and Chris Jenner Skin Care. Wow. Come uh, the F on. Oh, she'll make, she'll make a she'll mint. She'll make a mint yeah. because the line is going to be geared towards uh, older women. Absolutely. Uh, and and she yeah. is a good-looking woman. Agreed. She's had a little bit too much tweaking done, but she's still an attractive <laughs> Older uh, woman, yeah, 50, 60 procedures, but that's it. That's it. So she, uh, meanwhile, Kylie, she, I know she loves Cheesecake Factory, Preston, uh, mocked her mom's makeup skills. Uh, the beauty mogul was less than impressed with her mother's glam, describing it more something like her younger daughter, Stormy, who was uh, two at the time, would do as Chris helped to apply red lipstick on Kylie's lips. So she says she's essentially she's like a kid putting on makeup, so... Anyway, uh, they continue to make lots of money. Uh, actress Shailene Woodley has confirmed on The Tonight Show uh, last night that, or was uh, the night before, yeah, no, it was last night, last night. Uh, that she is engaged to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the 29-year-old said when Fallon asked if congratulations were in order, yes, we are engaged, but for us, it's not new news, you know, so it's kind of funny. Everybody right now is freaking out over it, and we're like, yeah, we've been engaged for a while. Yeah, but you didn't tell anybody, so don't be surprised that everybody's freaked out about it. Yeah, I I, I get that. I, and I, I was amazed that they were able to sort of keep it a secret for the amount yeah. of time that they did. Um, I've always thought of her, I've always liked her. I've always thought of her as sort of very trippy hippie-ish. And, uh, but she, she had, you know, all the right reactions. Like, she's she even gets that people don't understand how Shailene 
Woodley ended up with Aaron Rodgers. She said, I would never be. You're saying he's too much of a jock for her. Right, but apparently he's got this, like he's going to be hosting Jeopardy. Yeah. He's a big game show nerd, and he has this nerdy side that she really connected to. Is that this week that he starts? No, in fact, they had the executive producer hosting it last night, Preston. Okay. He did a good job. Okay. He did a good job. He presents nicely. He's Trebekian in his appearance. And uh, he he was solid. All right, so Nick, he went to Cal, right? Um, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Mike Rodgers. Okay, I didn't know if you were talking about the Steve guy or Mike uh, or Aaron Rodgers. No, Steve's no, I'm talking about Aaron, guy. Aaron Rodgers. So that's a decent college, like yeah. for for any non athlete. Like you actually have to be a good student in order to get into Cal. UC Berkeley is a great school. Okay, yeah. So, um, so even like for for uh, uh, athletes and people that are on scholarship, it's kind of like. Uh, like Stanford, you kind of have to still be a pretty decent student to go there, right? If you're going to graduate. Yeah. Okay. You know, some of those guys get there and, and uh, they don't really intend on graduating. They're just going to be there and, and ride it out for their playing careers. I'm just right? wondering if this dude is, you know. I think he's pretty smart. If he's okay. going to host Jeopardy, he's got to be kind of smart. Yep. Uh, so, anyhow, they are official. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Harry Shearer, who played Dr. Hibbert on The Simpsons, has been replaced by uh, Michael Kevin Michael Richardson, who is a uh, black a- veteran actor. He does tons of voiceover stuff. That's like his thing. I looked up his IMDb, and he's been doing VOs for, for a years, long, long time. For years. Uh, Shearer has voiced Dr. Hibbert for more than 30 years. He will continue to voice Ned Flanders, Principal Skinner, Mr. Burns, and others. Uh, this comes after several white actors have stepped down from voicing black characters, including Family Guy veteran Mike Henry, Central Park's Kristen Bell, and Big Mouth's Jenny Slate. So I wonder this, with Harry Shearer, when he loses a character that he voices, I'm sure he gets one general contractual, oh yeah, here's your job. Yeah, I don't you think do he gets one, paid one, you get the character. same, yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, I needed a sip of Joe. <laughs> I try to time it out when somebody else is speaking, and Listen, sometimes people stop speaking. And my favorite parts on the morning talk shows, like on uh, you know uh, Kelly and uh, like uh, I'm going to take another sip right now, is when they go, is when they say it was actually a good time out out of the, uh, over the weekend. And then you know, they take their little coffee pause, you know. Like, oh, just, just like you having coffee at home watching us. It's wonderful. Well, they can pause. We can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Preston, that that gulp that we all heard that was. That was what was I was beautiful. Listen- well, no, it was what I was listening to when uh, Chris uh, D'Elia's uh, mea culpa. It was driving was- you crazy. And there were several of them. <laughs> I would say 50, 50 in a 10-minute span. Back to you, Preston. Okay, I'll try not to do that again. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars star Lucy Hale. Why would you do that to us, Preston? Was spotted smooching Skeet Ulrich over the weekend. Uh-huh. At the Sweet Butter Cafe in Los Angeles, uh, in shots that were published by Page Six, thirty-one-year-old leans over to kiss the fifty-one-year-old Scream alum. I thought so because Skeet has a few years on her. At one point, she also kissed his hand. Oh, I'm a Skeet fan, and I'm a fan of his hands. Post meal, the pair masked up, and he embraced her from behind. Uh, Ulrich, Ooh, how, was, how much of an embrace was previously linked to model, over the table. <laughs> uh, Megan Blake Irwin. And now you're going to earn that coffee. The pair excited outrage uh, for her age gap. This is back when he dated yeah. uh, Megan Blake Irwin. She defended it, uh, saying, I'm 28, my boyfriend is 50. Uh, on Instagram the following month, there is nothing wrong or weird about this at all. If anyone no. has a problem or has anything to say, to think or say about that, then please unfollow us both and go live your own lives. Love is love, and I hope uh, uh, and wish everyone finds real love in life. She uh, but likes not, them, but they're not all. together anymore. 
Uh, so he I was, guess love isn't love. He was married to Georgina Cates from 97 to 2005. They share a 19-year-old twin, or two uh, two kids, twins, Jacob and Naya. Uh, he was married to Amelia Jackson Gray from uh, 12 to 15 and briefly engaged to Rose Costa from 2016-2017. He married a 12-year-old? Hale has been linked most recently to Colton Underwood, but previously <laughs> no. dated Chris Zilka and Anthony Calabretta. Okay, so Chris Zilka was a, uh, recently engaged to Paris Hilton, right? That's that guy? Uh, they they just trade him? It's, it's yeah, unbelievable. You would think there were no other people on earth than outside this group of people that they all date each other. Hey, it, it's crazy. On a happier, more interesting note, and speaking of Skeet Ulrich, yeah. uh, Jericho is now available on um, I, yeah. on Netflix. I loved you it. You were big into that. I right? loved it. It, it. Unfortunately, when it lost, so CBS canceled it. But again, I cite that as one of the few times the network went back and finished the show. Right. Admittedly, in a rushed j- way, but finished it for the fans. Yeah. You'd never see that. I made it two episodes in so far, and, and what do you I, think? So far, so good. It's good. I, the only reason I gave it any sort of. Uh, uh, Attention. And attention. You love thank me. you. It's because, well, because yeah. I trust you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, coming off playing a renowned 20th century British pop political figure, Margaret Thatcher, Gillian Anderson is taking on an American 20th century political icon. She will be playing Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, I thought you could see Reagan. Yeah. No. Uh, but I tell you what, man, her, her on the crown as Margaret Thatcher, she looks Horrible. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Horrible. Uh, they had to really ugly her up big time. Margaret and Thatcher. They're going to have to do the same thing with Eleanor Roosevelt, man. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher was never a page three girl. Woof. Yeah. Uh, Anderson is set as the co lead opposite uh, Viola Davis and Michelle Pfeiffer in huh. The First Lady, which is Showtime's anthology. Executive produced by Davis and directed and executive produced by Suzanne Beer from Lionsgate TV and Showtime. All three stars of the series, along with Beer, are currently nominated for a Golden Globe. Jillian for uh, The Crown, uh, Pfeiffer for uh, French Exit, uh, Davis and Ma- for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Beer for HBO's The Undoing. So we learned that Jillian Anderson is actually um, was born in England, correct? Yeah, I know she. Yeah, I believe you're right. right. Yeah, she she has dual citizenship. Maybe? I believe that's the case. And she has dual accents. Right. When yeah. she's When she's in the states, she speaks like an American. And she has two hearts. She does not have two hearts. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? As far as I know, I don't. I don't know. Eight stomachs. Yeah. Uh, the first. That's how she processes her gut. Lady was uh, created by Aaron Cooley, and it's a revelatory reframing of American leadership told through the lens of the women at the heart of the White House. Season one focuses on Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, season two will be Betty Ford, or actually, I'm sorry, the whole season one will be, uh, Roosevelt, then Betty Ford, which is played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and Michelle Obama, which, uh, uh, Viola Davis will play. Uh, co-starring in the series are Aaron Eckhart, Reese Wakefield, Judy Greer, uh, Jamie Lawson, and Christine Frost. Who's so Aaron Eckhart playing? Probably be pretty good. I do not know. Huh. They did not indicate. Maybe Amy like Carter? That. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, I can see him, I don't know. Would he be? He wouldn't be FDR. No, he definitely wouldn't be Gerald Ford. No, he maybe is. Uh, no, Barack he is. Obama. Who? He's Ford. Aaron Eckhart. Yep. Are you kidding? Way too good looking to be Gerald Ford. Okay. I'm, well, I mean, Jillian Anderson's way Jillian too good Anderson, looking to you know what? Margaret right. Thatcher. So. Yeah, man. you are correct. All right. Uh, the Golden Globes has recruited an all-star cast of presenters for the 78th annual awards. 
On Monday, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced that Anthony Anderson, Tiffany Haddish, Kate Hudson, Margot Robbie, and Karen Thompson will join previously announced Aquafina, Cynthia Arrivo, uh, Annie Momolo, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Kristen Wiig, and Renee Zellweger. I forgot that was on. Presenters will appear live at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills or Rainbow Room uh, in New York when the Bicoastal Show goes live. And uh, nominees will appear remotely. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler will host from opposite coast. When is that? Uh, Sunday, I believe. Okay. Uh, so so the um, the good thing about this is that because of the nature of their, their cutting here and they're cutting there and they're cutting back and forth, they can really keep it on time. It's not that the Golden Globes was known for an award show that tends to go way over, which is good. So they can keep this concise and moving along and should be fairly painless. Brooke Shields broke her femur and is working hard to get back to normal life. <laughs> That's a big bone to break. Yeah, Absolutely. You've got to sort of relearn how to carry yourself again. Is that the one your dad broke? Yeah. Kath, when he, he fell off the ladder? snapped his in half. Why he was ever making love to Janis Joplin on a ladder, we'll never know. Um, so she shared a video of herself on crutches, practicing to walk. She wrote, broke my femur. Uh. Beginning to mend, no matter what your challenge is, make it a positive choice for yourself to move forward. Hashtag beginning is now. Huh. Uh, so, Hashtag I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand, but she's uh, uh, apparently healing right now. Um, and Mila Kunis is set to star in a feature film adaptation of best-selling novel Luckiest Girl Alive. Not familiar. By Jessica Knoll. And the story follows Ani, a New Yorker, with an inevitable... Inevitable. No, no, an enviable <laughs> life and career. And a wedding on the horizon. But a crime documentary director reveals a darker side to Ani. And she must confront long-buried secrets. Mm. So she's going to star in that. Yep. All right, let's... um. Let's hit the clips here. Tom and Jerry are back, moving into New York City in their new feature-length film called, shockingly, Tom and Jerry. And in this clip, star Chloe Grace Moretz compares her real-life feuds to that of the famous cat and mouse. Here we go. I would probably say, like, the closest I have to Tom and Jerry is my my brothers and I kicking each other, beating the heck out of each other. I always love chasing my brothers around and pretending to beat them up as, like, a four-year-old girl and just trying to be, you know, one of the boys and, and like, play football like them and stuff like that. Shut the fuck up! I like how they're, they're, uh, they're doing Tom and Jerry in the classic Tom and Jerry yeah. uh, animation style. A little bit of brushing up to make them appear... Appeal a little bit more dimensional, but they're sticking to the origin. Well, they have current versions of of Tom yeah. and Jerry now. My kids really love those uh, those cartoons. I like the originals. Oh, I do too. Yeah, well, yeah. they were incredibly violent. Yeah, they're <laughs> itchy and scratchy. Itchy and scratchy. Exactly. By the way, did you see recently there was a viral video that made its way around where a father uh, yes. has there's his his son who appears to be like maybe two years old or something like that. Uh, Stevie's got this scene from right. Tom and Jerry up on the big screen. Do you see this? It's no. great. So he. He, uh, you can't see Jerry because he's covering him up. And... No, you can't see Jerry. So I know this episode. You can't see Jerry because. Is he invisible? He's invisible. He, right. he rubs himself with like invisible cream. Excellent. So yeah. the father does, uh, like, puts his hands up on the screen and moves things around uh-huh. and makes it appear as if he's doing it. And he takes a straw and he, he sucks the milk out of a. Uh, out of a, a pan and, and oh, that's and cool. Back and, and the kid goes crazy, <laughs> and the, the father must have rehearsed this over and, right, over, right, and right. over and over and over because he nails it. So, Tom and Jerry coming to theaters at HBO Max this Friday. Here's the next clip: Lois and Superman, a new series in which the superhero and the journalist face one of their biggest battles yet: being parents. Here, Elizabeth Tullock. 
describes the main struggle of her character. Here we go. One of the things, you know, especially about Lois is that she doesn't really compromise her sense of self or her goals. And so I think one thing that I think she butts up against being really dedicated to our careers because we're doing this for good and we believe in what we're doing. And how much is that alienating our, our kids? I don't even know who the hell you are. In the comics, did, did Lois and, and Superman ever have a kid? I, I think so. There's so many variations. I like the world in which Superman gets with uh, Wonder Woman. That's like in, in Kingdom Come. Right. They were they were a, a relationship. Um, we had always theorized that uh, as a kid that at the at the moment of, of climax yeah. that Superman would blow Lois's head right off of her <laughs> yeah, shoulders. You would imagine, right? Yeah. That, would, that her head would actually fly <laughs> off of her shoulders. Right. Oh, my God! Yeah. I'm so sorry! Mm-hmm. But uh, the... Um, this actress was actually in a great series called Grimm. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. she played um, she played the Grimm's wife, Elizabeth. Tullock. This is Grimm. Okay. Yeah, there was a kid at the end of um, the Superman movie that came out in two thousand six, Superman Returns, the Brian Singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and uh, he's he's the son of uh, of Superman, right. and uh, that movie is it's all right, almost good. It's yeah. everything there sh- it should be there. There's just bizarrely not a lot of Superman. Right, yeah. The, the Kevin Spacey is a good Lex Luthor. Right. And, um, yeah, but the, they have a child at the end, and he has some superpowers. Well, no, so he's he, there for the whole time. He just... I'm he sorry, had, his powers show yeah. up at the end. Yes. He yeah, pushes yeah. A, uh, a piano across the room. Right. God, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I don't remember... It's not awful. It's, most no. of it. What it is, Preston, is basically Brian Singer loved the Richard Donner Superman movies and mm-hmm. wanted to do one in that vein. That's why... Brandon Routh, who he, he picked to be Superman, looks so much like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. And so the style is there. It's just not, it's just missing something. So what happens is Superman leaves Earth because there apparently was like a trace of Krypton. A convention. <laughs> so yeah, he left his return. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. called Superman Return. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. a deadbeat dad, you know. Right. He comes back. He comes, he's got like a six <laughs> cigarette, so is, is your kid around? Yeah. And, and initially, he's, Clark, I'm pregnant. <laughs> did you ever see the um, the the the, uh, the cartoon that they did for uh, um, Saturday uh, Funhouse, the uh, Schmeigel series? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the Superman character would always arrive at a scene, and, and like there, you know, he'd he'd rescue a woman. Yeah, tell me, do do you have have a boyfriend? Or you know that he because he wants to nail all the women that he's rescuing. Right. So like he flies to where the guy's working and just throws him into space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lois and Superman uh, premieres tonight. It's eight o'clock on CW. There you go. Uh, that's the entertainment report for today. Don't forget it's a tattoo Tuesday. Your chance to win a President Steve theme tattoo. Text word tattoo to three nine three three three. We will see if you win a little bit later on. Oh, and also what. There was a new Daily Rush video. Whoa! Yeah, Primal Scream Therapy, a great way to discharge strange things from your body, <laughs> uh, is the description of that. You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, a restaurant, and bar. Um, so, Casey just handed me this. Should I give some of these away? Yeah, what because happened? it's tomorrow. I want to make sure that we give them all, all right, away. All right, so I will take four callers, and I will give you a virtual screening pass for the Mauritanian Starring Jodie Foster, uh, Tahar Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Benedict Cumberbatch. So four callers now, 215-263-WMMR. Tomorrow night at 730 is when this is. It's in select theaters now. It's available wherever you rent movies on March 2nd. So we will take care of you. We'll take a break, and we will be back in just a moment. Stay with us on the ride this morning. 
get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. I uh, believe that the inventory is backed up, and uh, therefore we need to go through the odds and ends of the uh, of the general store. It's time to head to the general store where proprietor Preston Elliott just put some new inventory on the shelves. Yeah. Look at that, a couple of C-rings and dildos. <laughs> He's obviously added his product line to... Other elements All right. before never seen in the general store. Let me it's usually green and feed and things like that. Let me uh, let me dust off uh, this item here, and uh, this is gonna make. Hey, Mister, what are you d- dildos? This is gonna make uh, Casey explode. Oh, uh, no. oh wow! Pen Dot announced Thursday a new plan to raise cash for repairs and other projects oh, no. to complete the work that could cost billions. The agency will consider. Adding new tolls to nine bridges across the state which need repair, including the Gerard Point Bridge. <laughs> I did this in news the other day. In Philadelphia. You did? did you? Yeah. I, was I not missed paying that. Attention. Casey must not have been paying attention. Sorry, Kat. Wait, on the Gerard The Gerard Point Bridge. All right, what the bridge direction? essentially that's right by the Navy Yard. Yeah. What direction? Yeah. I don't know. Both directions. I no. Dude, oh my God. That all right. Well, I will leave the country if that happens. No. <laughs> I don't know how they can do that. That Casey, well, uh, it's supposed when, to be. They add, remember we st- so we started talking about the Verrazano Bridge and th- that they changed right. it. To, they yes. Split oh, that's the, where now, that conversation came from. Okay. Now, they now charge in both directions, and it's to help with funding and fixing the bridges because right. they're, they're coming to the bridges that are that most need uh, or need the most uh, work done on them, and so it would pay for <sighs> that. And it's supposed to then go away technically the it then, then never it's no, goes away well, that's, the thing. that's what i was it saying ne- uh, right. show me in the history of bridge tolls when they've removed a bridge toll yeah. it never happens that's a good when question. it starts generating money then they say you know what we could direct this money to something else we're going to lie to you about mm-hmm. and uh and do do it that way this though i i understand exactly what you're saying casey it's not a long enough bridge it, well, it, and also, like, I mean, there are major. Yeah, I think it's a mile. There are. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a, a big bridge. It's yeah, a big like bridge. Yeah, yeah. Or something. And yeah, there are yeah. major backups. Uh, there are major backups anyway. Like, especially when you're headed northbound, especially before a game. You know, whether uh, I yeah, just don't. I don't know how help. they can you do that. You don't want to be on it. And it <laughs> I, to, to me, it just doesn't seem to. Now, look, they can put a toll on anything. No, but to will, me, it seems like it's going to be a major exacerbation. It will cause major, major, major issues if they do this. That, is, me, uh, that is dumb. It is play, dumb. Okay. <laughs> let me play devil's advocate for a moment. They all need repairs. How do you pay for them otherwise? Yeah, just tax me. <laughs> just no, tax me. I mean, like, these. this is direct money that goes into... I don't want to sit in traffic either, and, and, and I understand yeah. the, the complaint against it. I really do. But, like... Our infrastructure in this country is falling apart, and bridges like this need repair. Here's a stat for you. In uh, 2013, a report found that nearly 600 of the state's bridges were listed as fracture critical. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Or structurally (laughs) deficient. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, PennDOT says the bridge could use repairs on the roadway, structural steel, and piers. The bridge could also be painted and be evaluated uh, for fatigue. So, there's no date. 
for them to start this. In no, fact, it was just a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that what they have to do is in here, Casey. It says PennDOT says it. It's environmental impact review of the project will assess what other routes could be taken to avoid the toll and the impacts on the community. So they have to think about that because some people will avoid it. They'll completely do that. Well, Case, are you worried about the traffic that's going to be caused by the construction or by the toll? Um, no, the toll. Well, no, the construction needs to happen. Not, I get that. I don't think that the I don't think the toll is going to cause that much more because it'll just be easy pass or pay by plate. Right. So you're you're not. It's not like you're stopping and paying a toll. Yeah, but it will it be like on the northeast extension those super fast lanes where you can just zip right through? You know, it's got I mean, to the, be. It would have to be. It would have to be. I mean, what they that's what they said. I mean, that's what they're they're trying to move towards is. Um, basically no tolls. So if they're going to put a new one up, my guess is is that's what they're going to do. They're I not say put a toll plaza. fill in the ground underneath and, and <laughs> yeah. just make you it. You won't a, need it. You don't. Just make a road. Just a road now, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Too bad that the river doesn't go out. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Doesn't meet up with the, uh, the the two rivers don't meet. So hang on a Remember, second. Remember, it used to be cool, but no more. I'm going to go to Rich here. He's got an interesting point about the Gerard Point Bridge. Hi, uh, Rich. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, Gazoo, guys. Gazoo. Gazoo. Talk to everybody. Yeah, just giving you a little bit of information about the Gerard Point Bridge I remember ran across some time ago. That in the state of Pennsylvania, that's the most expensive bridge ever built. No kidding. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why do you think it's the most expensive bridge ever built? Is it simply because it, at the time it was built? or, or... Well, it's a double-decker It's a double decker bridge. Double-decker. Right? That's yeah. part of it. Oh, my God. Oh, and my God. There was uh, certain environmental things they had to be concerned about, too, when they built it. Yeah, they had to wipe out a whole species of bird to get it in there. Well, the, the, the water under under the ground is something they were concerned about. Okay. The, the pilings in. Uh, the, the, I can understand that. For example, uh, uh, over the um, – in New Orleans, uh, the um, – the bridge that runs out over the uh, Ponch train, Ponch Ponch train. Yeah. they always have an issue with the mm-hmm. shifting foundation. Yeah, and that be- so that might be what caused the bridge to be as expensive as this. Always Thanks, pumping in that right. poop smell, you know. Yes. Just for you know what? Yeah. it hasn't stunk over there for years. You're right for You're a long, long right. time. It used to be pungent, horrible. Anytime you drive down that way, <laughs> and it and 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 it went away. I'd say. Maybe a decade ago. Do you think it never naturally existed and they were just pumping that in as a practical joke? Maybe yeah. so. All right. Well, anyhow, it's a consideration. Let me go back onto the shelf, find something else. I think hmm. I got something in this territory that we can go to as well. Better tell Mabel her feeds in. Yeah, and uh, tell Mabel also she can pick up her grass in uh, New Jersey. Uh, Governor Phil Murphy signed legislation on Monday legalizing recreational marijuana use and regulating its sale as well. So the votes had already been taken, but yep. now uh, it's it's written. The legislation has been signed. I thought it was wild, and it was Yay. interesting to see Murphy actually make the announcement while smoking a bong. You know? <laughs> yeah. Why not, dude? Just having some fun. Uh, Murphy signed the bills passed by the legislature earlier in the day, which permit the sale of marijuana to anyone 21 years old or older to be used recreational and reformed penalties for low-level marijuana offenses. So what kind of, um, obviously, so there, that's, there's a state right there that is really close. What kind of enforcement are they going to put into effect? Crossing lines with right. that? I don't know. I don't know that they will, uh, listen, dude, they would do it for... They've, uh, cops will wait for booze. Cops will wait for fireworks, fireworks as yeah. well. So they may, depending on 
where these, you know, I guess, I don't know if you'd call them dispensaries or not. I know that's what you do for medical marijuana. But... There's an issue in Nebraska on the border with um, Colorado for a long time. And then I, th- I think eventually the um, authorities in Nebraska got tired of enforcing it. So I, I'm sure that it'll happen on the bridges and people leaving. So if, if you drive over, Nick, with a van that says Weed Monster on the side. I know that people, like, leaving Colorado would routinely get pulled over when, yeah. when, when it was first became recreational. Just like a spot check? Or, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and huh? because it was just so common and an easy bust. Right. And so I'm sure that'll be the case here for a stretch. I'm excited about this. Uh, I, I now own property in New Jersey, and uh, I oh, will be able right. to legally purchase. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I will be smoking marijuana. <laughs> there you go. I'm very excited about yeah, this. Yeah. I'm there. I'm saying it. I'm a weed smoker. <laughs> I've been a weed smoker for 35 years, probably. Are you allowed to legally smoke weed in Pennsylvania with a um, with uh, recreational marijuana you've bought in New Jersey? I would oh, say geez. no. <laughs> I mean, that's my Let's guess. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but um, I think you sh- you can probably purchase huge sums of it and bring it back in your trunk. And sell it to and people And sell it to other here. people at yeah. accelerated rates. <laughs> and then, honestly, it's just uh, if you want to include as a value-added some Coke, yeah, yeah I'm sure. sure that's fine. Why not? Uh, so, under the new laws, the state's Cannabis Regulatory Commission will oversee applications for cannabis businesses and direct it to... Uh, promote diversity and inclusion in business ownership. Uh, legislation also allows for the legislature to reinvest cannabis revenues in designated what they call impact zones. Watch for donkeys to become a Fortune 500 company. Uh, another law signed Monday creates a pathway to vacate certain active sentences for marijuana offenses and prevents unlawful low-level distribution and possession of offenses from being used in pretrial release, probation, and parole decisions as well as providing protections against decriminalization in employment, housing, and places of public accommodation. Which will be interesting. And I wonder, even though it will be legal recreationally, uh, what professions will not allow you to consume, even though it is legal so for you it, to do it, so? And where it does exist and has been recreationally legal, are, are there any constraints do we know of? Uh, for example, I, I assume a pilot cannot have the same way with alcohol. You're expected right. to not have imbibed prior to a, a neurosurgeon probably. But there are some that, that, like, you know, any trace at all, right. you're, you can't work here. You know what I mean? Right. Not just under the influence during. So when you get your original test, now, can they... How often are are tests of that nature administered these days? Yeah, that's that's a good idea. It's, uh, a good question as far as random drug testing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, when I would go years ago when I was just a kid and I was going for a job interview, I'd bring a cup of my pee and a, and a bag of some poop. Just yeah, in case they were. sure, just in case. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in case I just wanted to be prepared. But I don't know if that's if that is as prevalent as it used to be. You know the the. Um, the test. By the way, uh, Kevin Smith tweeted out, uh, and he said, Jay and Silent Bob have asked me to make a statement on their <laughs> behalf on this historic day. And it was their statement was, you took away our effing livelihood. <laughs> he said, excuse them. Eventually, they'll be thankful to you and the voters of New Jersey for both legalization and decriminalization. I thank you all, too. You remember Kevin uh, credits weed for saving his life as far as uh, when he had a heart attack. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, listen, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not a user myself, but I know that in, in a medicinal level, when my mother was, um, you know, going through all sorts of pain and 
recuperation from, uh, well, she, she sadly you know, passed away from lung cancer, but it, it, it was the only thing that helped mitigate pain. So there you go. Uh, lastly, a law would clarify penalties for marijuana possession and consumption of people younger than 21 years of age. So you uh, you definitely have to be over 20, 21 or older in order to okay. uh, partake. Uh, it I won't Dan- be like a snackables version. No. I have Dan on the line. Dan is a truck driver. Hey, Dan, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Not um, Yeah, you got a CDL. You can't smoke, drink, nothing. I mean, you're you're basically screwed. You can't you can't do it. All right, so a CDL, you're not allowed to drink alcohol. I think it's like a, you can have like one drink per hour, but even that, like, why risk it? So you mean if you're going to be driving? Pretty, yeah. Just even in your personal vehicle, though, if you get if you you know you're past like a point oh four. Okay, so there might be a lower a lower alcohol uh, uh, BAC. Okay. Lower for, for CDL drivers, yeah. Interesting. Wow. So what you need to do is pour yourself smaller drinks as yeah. you're driving. No, but Dan, if you are if it's the weekend and you're not working and you're not driving and you're going to a barbecue, you can have some beers. Well, yeah, as yeah. long as you're not driving. Okay. Pulled okay. over with, with like .02, and they're, they're going to yank your license. Okay. okay. Right. Makes sense. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. I think you have to drink faster and drive faster so you're not on the road for There you go. Stop. Yeah, less long. time on okay. the road. Right. Yeah. Well, if you want to be responsible, you got to speed up and, uh, you know, and, and yeah. honestly, come on, hold your glass out the window. Yeah. Uh, I will go to Ed. Ed, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, also, one of the professions that will not is anybody in emergency services. So that's. Um, firefighters, yeah. police, uh, EMTs, and even dispatchers. Okay. Um, because they deal with medical over-the-phone types. We do medical instruction over the phone, stuff like that. So uh, those are definitely uh, – we had a um, – let's just say I, I, there was an issue with, when Colorado did it, and there were people questioning whether or not, hey, if I go to Colorado on vacation, can I you know, legally do it when they came back? Uh, if you got drug tests and they found it, you would be it would be treated as a okay. So any any trace that you ever had, not necessarily yeah. that you were currently under the influence, but any trace no. is a fireable offense. Yeah, well, uh, it's an actionable offense. Actionable. Okay. okay, I got gotcha. right. you. Yeah, no, it's, it's excellent. Makes, makes sense, sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. I appreciate it, man. That's too bad for you, but yeah, it does. Uh, I, I understand that. There so. is still confusion over like the federal laws versus the state laws too. Like, Correct. You know that it's still illegal. Federally, right? Uh, but I and I, I don't know when those laws are enforced, man. Yeah, I don't either. And it's, I think maybe on like a military basis, uh, federal law always supersedes right. state law. So like if you're at Fort Dix or McGuire, you have to abide by federal law over. But you're in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. As much as I love wine and you know stuff like that, like this has no appeal to me whatsoever. Marijuana. Yeah. Okay. At all, like the the legalizing and all that, I could care less. Have you ever <laughs> smoked pot? Uh, I'm not going to say that on the air, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, no. it's becoming legal now, so it's, yeah, there's not a t- as much of a taboo associated with it any longer. Right. You but like the mean? whole, all of that, the, the legalizing and in Pennsylvania and Jersey, like I, I just, I don't, for me, I just don't care. Okay. Yeah, sure. There's going to be a huge, uh, portion of the population that just holds no interest. Yeah. To. And that would be, I mean, again, I, I, it, it's just something that never appeals. I yeah. have no problem with people who, who, 
who who do it and 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 if it if it's if it's your recreation, have at it. Yeah. You always and, prefer and stoners to drinkers. You, I you, completely <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah I, I think I find that, that drinkers tend to become more cantankerous, <laughs> yeah, whereas just... stoners. <laughs> and that's funny because, and I guess it's because it's something that I don't do. Um, because I have plenty of friends that do, and if we're if we go out or like I just recently went to a dinner, and uh, some of the people that I went with obviously smoked before they got there, and I was like. This is so boring. You are boring. <laughs> Conversation is boring. And it was Why because they were here? high? I, I mean, to me, yes. I've always had that thought is like, because it mellows everybody out. So like, you know, even in college, like, okay, we're going out. Woo, yay. And then you have like the snoder, stoners who are like, yeah. we'll meet you there. And I'm like, yes, boring. <laughs> hey, listen, and, and as and I, I grew up around it. My sister, my uncles, you know, there were, there were people dealing around me like crazy. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah, I grew up, I grew up around it. it was, so it's no big deal to me, but. You certainly learn when you do and when you don't. Same thing with booze. You know, you know, and I'm doing this today. I'm not going to drink. There's no way. Or we're going, we, we've got this event tonight and I can't, I'm, I'm not going to drink because of that. Same thing with weed. There's a time, there's a time to smoke and a time not to smoke. A time to smoke weed. Exactly. A time to drink booze. I think that's what the uh, uh, the birds were thinking about when they did that. <laughs> like when you're at a your mom's. A time to enjoy prostitution. When you're at your mom's Christmas party and you're like, okay, I shouldn't have. That too, was just booze. Too much to drink. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's a time where you know. Okay, let's limit what we're drinking. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, it's coming. I, I just don't know when. Uh, you know, shops will be open, and 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 when it will be your chance. And I also I'm curious about you know, like they have in Amsterdam, like bars where you go and sit, and that's what you do. You sit around and smoke weed. I don't think that'll be the case because there are smoking laws about smoking indoors. Uh, that would be the same, right? Yeah, right. I, I, but I, then again, there's cigar shops and yeah. stuff, so you know, maybe there will be private clubs where you there's can do weed, that. There's weed places in uh, Colorado where you can smoke in a shop, you know, and it's sanctioned. Oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> how does that? Yeah. How does that transcend? You stay in the shop about general. It's a privately, privately owned shop where, where marijuana, recreational marijuana is legal. So you can go well, in, you can buy it, and smoke in a lounge. So, Casey, like cigar clubs, you pay like a, a, a small membership, and then you can you can do that? Uh, you can smoke in a cigar lounge regardless if you're a member or not. Okay. Now, when you become a member, then you have access to the lounge after hours, right? So if the cigar shop closes at 7, you have, like, so uh, Wooden Indian is, is where I was a member. And you could go there. Any time of the night, three o'clock in the morning, you could you could hop yeah. in there. And... I also know Steve. There are country clubs that have will have a cigar lounge, uh, so you can smoke inside. So, so there there are exemptions. Why couldn't like a restaurant, if they wanted to be a smoker's restaurant? Um, yeah, I don't know. It, once, well, essentially once they do. I mean, like uh, Club Risque, for instance, it's not really a restaurant, but they do serve food there. They allow you to smoke in there, but they pay the fines. Okay, it's when, as simple as that. When they you pay are... the fines. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. They have that sign on the window that says smoking encouraged when you walk in. Um, Casey, the one cigar lounge that you're talking about, do they have a liquor license as well? No. Okay. No. And do any cigar lounges have liquor license? Can you go in and like yeah, uh, have so a, there's a sniffer or whatever? Yes. Yeah, so liquor cigar- in the front, poker in the back. Right. right. There's a cigar lounge in um, media <laughs> called Pairings, and that is, uh, it's a bar. It's a bar and a cigar lounge. And food too? Huh. Y- yes, Okay, but <laughs> no, well, no, because I've eaten there, and I just wonder if, like, uh, like for instance, uh, there's a like tired hands or whatever. They had a kitchen. That's the lazy uh, jerk joint. No, it was a uh, it was a beer place, and they had a, a kitchen, but they didn't cook their food. They prepared. It would be things <laughs> okay. like uh, like hummus plates, <laughs> yeah, and, you know what I mean. You. 
Um, I love I the hummus at that strip club. You know what? Listen, actually, Marissa might the have... The purple orchid has the best hummus. Marissa might have a better idea of, like, what that entails. You know, Mercedes, where do we get our chickpeas? <laughs> oh. That olive tamponade on there it's is unbelievable. Just, oh, Standing. Oh, Marissa? But there was something, Casey, when they passed the smoking laws uh, years ago, and it was about the percentage of food revenue that you receive. Yeah, right. You're right. You're exactly right. More money from beer or cigars. So there's like Holt's Cigar Lounge, uh, McGlinchey's, is, and like Ray's Happy Birthday Bars are two of the only bars left in the city. So that if you have a have very. Smoking. Limited menu, yeah. yes. then that's going to uh, ensure that the the like uh, the at, percentage at or pajamas twenties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's how casinos. Well, here, hang on. I've got a guy, uh, John, that says he knows the smoking right. laws. Let me let me go to him. Hey, John, you're on the air. Good morning, Gadzooks guys. Gadzooks, buddy. Um, so uh, I work in kitchen ventilation and fire suppression systems, but we also do building ventilation. Okay. And there, are, all these cigar shops have to have special ventilation and air, air like quality and, uh, and all this other stuff that goes in. So there's exhaust fans dedicated to the room. There's even air purifiers. And and, and John, this covers. is this is required. Uh, and depending on where you're at, for example, I did one in Blackwood, and they had to meet a certain CFM of exhaust. And okay. then a certain CFM of, like, air coming back in. So that way, if you're in the smoking lounge, you can smoke all you want, and the people out in the storefront won't smell a thing. Okay. Like, kind of thing. So okay. it's, it's very, very controlled and, and that in, like, a lot of areas. Interesting. Okay, so outside of the – you need certain food requirements and so on as far as uh, the uh, revenue goes, but also ventilation is part of oh, the, yeah. the legal oh, yeah. part of that. Okay. I, it's, yep. I, I bet Thanks, you John. have to jump through hoops. 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 Yeah. I remember yes. that there was a diner on Long Island, a Greek diner, where the guy went to extreme lengths to set up a smoking area at Preston. You'd walk in, and it literally looked like there was some sort of horror movie. Like, it's like the haze. I mean, it was. Yeah. And then there was that yellow thing on the on the side, but. And then he had waitresses that smoked that worked in there, you yeah. know. But it was it was he he kept catching crap because of it. I'd I'd like to be a a, a part an investor a part owner of a weed joint in, yeah. uh, in New Jersey. Oh, now you're gonna get oh, man. tons of emails. That'd be so cool. That'd be great. I want that to happen because I want to hear how that's going to sound on air after wanna, a while. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I'd buy every- everyone to <laughs> advertise. No, I wouldn't be smoking my head off or any more than I already do. But yeah, uh, you just make money just be, off exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And just to say, you you know, you got a piece of that. And and plus, I've got to name a joint DBH, right? Or yes, something like that. Catching black fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still making money off fingers. Making money off of those uh, toilet paper holders. And- <laughs> oh Max yeah, and Max. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're still invested. Are you? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, similarly. That's the sign of a, of a keen business mind. It's like, I think, so. I think we're invested. I'm not sure. All right. Um, let me see what else. We do have some, a few other things I'd like to clean off the shelves, if you don't mind. Um, it's time to talk about heroin. No, we're not going to talk about heroin. Uh, we are, however, going to talk about, let me make sure I have something that's kind of timely here. Uh, Edward Munch's The Scream. Yes. You know know the painting. Classic. One of the world's Mm -hmm. most enduring paintings. Uh, And apparently, and I didn't know this, in the upper left-hand corner of the masterpiece, uh, there's something that has intrigued the art world for decades, and it is a bit of graffiti. And it reads, could only have been painted by a madman. Now, there's been speculation that a vandal somehow inscribed the words 
on the 1893 painting. So not part of the original artwork. It was added afterwards? Well, that's what they thought for years. But now the New York Times reported that curators at Norway's National Museum of Art, Architecture, and Design determined that the words were written by Munch himself. Huh. Mm-hmm. I was stunned to hear that the actual impetus for the scream is not a scream of terror. He has shown up at a surprise party. Oh, yeah. and he just couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, you guys! Uh, my Brit Guling, uh, one of the curators, said that he had been examining the inscription letter by letter and determined that it is... Identical in every way to Munch's handwriting, uh, he said, so there is no more doubt. Uh, the Scream is the second most recognizable work of art ever created uh, behind the Mona Lisa. Isn't that amazing? Now, the, yeah. you always wonder about the, the two people who are on the bridge. There appear to be two people in the background, right? right? Yeah. And if there's, if you know, like, what are they thinking about this guy? Here's what I didn't know. is What's he, up with him? He created four versions of the painting. Yes, uh, but the most famous was from 1893. Uh, there's a theory that the figure in the painting is a self-portrait of Munch himself. It was the uh, the unofficial poster for Home Alone. Uh, the Times reported that Munch took a um, took to a diary and said that the painting was inspired by quote a gust of melancholy. Wow, man! I, I don't I don't tend to scream when I am feeling. A sense of melancholy. Uh, The inscription is not large enough to be noticed with the naked eye, and the Times said that curators employed uh, infrared photography Hmm. to make out the lettering. There's something about being a a painter. A lot of the painters are just like Van Gogh or the the, the troubled. You're spending so much time alone and you're... Your inspirations and Dolly and all these people. And I think it, it, it just by its very nature lends itself to feeding whatever demons you might have. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and and it's also incredible uh, to me what works of art rise to the top like as, this. It's and, it's not very good. Well, yeah, in in yeah. It, but but it uh, but it yeah, exa- I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. But it elicits an emotion from people who look at it. Yeah. But you know, you look at some paintings are like, my God, how did a human being create that? Right, and yet it's it's a dime a dozen amongst. Tons yeah, of other work. Sure. But some of them, for one reason or another, catch the uh, it just uh, goes. the public's fancy. Yeah, yeah it's well, amazing. It's the same thing with like how things trend on Twitter. Yeah. And, right. You know, why did this thing get a million views and, and this thing over here, which is better, you know, only got a couple of hundred. My Mona Lisa is trending. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to the weed story for a second. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm wondering if this is our friend. I was wondering too. On the line here. I'm going to go to somebody named Lou. Hey, Lou, good morning. There he is. <laughs> Hey, That's he's him. got a place in Jersey. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good. How you guys doing? Doing good. So, uh, yeah, Casey's saying you got it. You got a place in Jersey. What do you think That's about this whole right. uh, uh, pot? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I I, I heard it this morning on the radio, and I, I mean on the on the news coming into work, and I'm like, are you like? I've been waiting. 1974, I started smoking pot, and I I was hoping someday I'm going to live to see the day that I could buy it from a store. And and I think we're like six months out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I what, mean, what, had had you? Uh, I mean, the the thought of you of you way back when wondering if uh, if pot would ever be able to be purchased in a store. Just uh, like I never ever ever thought that that would. Come to be. No, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. I thought, and I was hoping it would be sold in like liquor stores or something like that. Right. Something around the lines of liquor store, you know? Yeah. So you can kill two birds with one stone. Of course. Right. I mean, so listen, 
I think um, you're you're coming in on that that time, Lou. I mean, are have you have you in your mind thought about your first when you purchase? Are you is there going to be a celebration? What are you going to do? Oh, it's going to be a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lou, how much how much was pot when you first started smoking? It was forty bucks an ounce. Forty bucks an ounce. Oh, my and God. what is it now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been ages since I've, you know, okay. gone and bought a bag. But, uh, yeah, I would imagine it's upwards of, you know, three, four, five hundred $500 somewhere in there. Wow. Hey, Lou, in 1974, uh, was your first wife in prison yet? <laughs> no. No? Nope. no, no Guys, no. when are we getting this story? We got to get Lou in at some point. We we don't have enough time right. for the for the wife in prison yeah. story right now because we do have to take a break in a moment. Yeah. But we are eventually going to get to that, right, Lou? We're definitely going to get into it. All right. All right. I, would yeah. love, I would definitely love to indulge you guys in the story of uh, my first wife. Here, right, yeah. to, here to four. Yeah. Yeah. Here four to yeah. No, I love it. Uh, and he's just the guy to tell the story. All right, Lou. We'll, we'll circle back to this sometime soon. But thanks for the call, man. Yes, we will. You're welcome. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> he's great. We told you Casey and I ran into him. Uh, uh, I didn't know you had met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met Lou in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. He is something else. Yeah. I ride my bike past his house down the shore, and I yell that, and I yell. Who's Lou? <laughs> and the people come out? He comes out. <laughs> uh, all right, you know what? With that, we ought to wrap up the store. I think it's closing time. Uh, I'm going to hang the sign out front. I'm going to close the door. Thank you all for coming to the store. Private Preston Elliott standing in the doorway waving goodbye to you. Hopes to see you soon. We'll open it up again sometime in the near future. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have a bizarre file story I saved. I didn't get to it yesterday. All We're right. getting to it today, I guarantee. And Marissa said she's got some kind of a, um, a surprise for us of some type. I don't know what it is. Really? But we'll find out in a moment. You will, too. Come back with us in a second. We'll be right back. WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com, our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at radio.com. So before we get to the Bizarre File, Marissa says she has some kind of a surprise for us, so let's see what this is all about. Yep, it doesn't need much setup. I actually got something in my inbox last night. Casey, the audio is over. If you want to play it, this is for you guys. Okay, we're just playing this audio. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve, Casey and Kathy. Our banjo bong buddy. That is Jacob Panic, host of the Bongs and Banjos YouTube series. I just the the song's title is "Good Morning It." (laughs) That's perfect, right in line of with uh, just following our uh, New Jersey legalization recreational pod, and then you go into that. That's perfect. You know what? What? One more time.
dude. Okay. Jake, so, you are the man. You are the man. Every Friday morning before we hit our uh, show intro, we play the hello song. Oh, my and God. Are we adding to it? I, I don't know if I, we add oh, or, yeah. or if maybe... Go ahead. What were you thinking? Well, I have something off air that I think I would like to talk about discussing okay. this further. But okay. Well, Does it have to do the with the tuna lady? No. <laughs> that's me. No. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? She's tuna lady. <laughs> uh, no, let's, uh, let's, whatever you have to say, let's talk about it off air because okay. I have an idea. Okay. And if it's the same idea... I want to hold on to it. Okay. Okay. So okay. Shut up. So shut up. Hey. Let's do the bizarre foul. How about that? Hey. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob, uh, panic. Yeah. Check out Bongs and Banjos, the YouTube series. You'll love it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right. Brought to you by hers. You can find hers fire ridged potato chips and cheese curls at your local grocery store. They burn so tasty. Taste the flavor. Feel the heat. Break out the hers. All right. This this story I was excited to bring to you. Uh, I have two words for you. Uh-oh. Cocaine bear. Okay. Oh, yes. So cocaine bear is apparently <laughs> in the roster of Kentucky immortals. And the bear has become an official state o- icon thanks to a couple of guys named Whit Heiler and Griffin Van Meter. <laughs> Cocaine Bear was briefly ba- famous in 1985 when it was found dead after eating roughly $15 million worth of cocaine from a duffel bag that was dropped from a drug smuggler's airplane. $15 million worth of coke. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And, but wait till you hear the, the way this yeah. whole story rolls out. Okay, so the smuggler, Andrew Carter Thornton II, was the wealthy son of an elite Kentucky horse breeding family. Thornton fell to his death. When he bailed out of the plane, hit his head on the tail of the aircraft, he didn't open his parachute until it was too late. Thornton's body was found in a driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee. Nine coke-stuffed duffel bags were eventually recovered along his plane's flight path. Cocaine Bear was found three months later in the woods just south of the Tennessee-Georgia state line, sprawled next to the ripped-open tenth bag, all of its coke. About 76 pounds was gone. Decades passed. Griffin and Witt, also sons of the bluegrass state, made headlines in 2011 when they launched a tongue-in-cheek campaign to replace Kentucky's lame tourist slogan, which was unbridled spirit, with one of their own, which was called Kentucky Kick-Ass. A bureaucrat in the tourism office said those guys have a uh, constituency of no one, Griffin recalled, but those no ones bought a lot of uh, Kentucky Kick-Ass t-shirts. Uh, they encouraged Griffin and it encouraged Griffin and Witt to open up a brick and mortar store called the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall as a marketplace for locals to sell quirky homemade state items such as gold plated KFC breastbone necklaces <laughs> and fried chicken scented candles. I love it. They also wanted their store to showcase unusual Kentucky relics, and that's when they remembered Cocaine Bear. <laughs> All right, so Witt said, Growing up here, I remember hearing about it a lot. Could it possibly still be around? Griffin and Witt spoke with the medical examiner who had performed the bear's necropsy. Even after 30 years, he remembers the bear. He told him its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. This is the guy who did the necropsy That's on That's unbelievable. There is a mammal. On, there isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, oh. hyperthermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke, you name it, that bear had. Did you just go awe about a bear eating cocaine? Wow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a 
poor bear. Was so just trying to get high. The bear was stuffed and put on display at a local recreation area without reference to its awkward past. It found its way into the hands of a Nashville pawnbroker. He sold the bear to country star Waylon Jennings. Cocaine who gave, bear. Who gave it to a Las Vegas hustler who was familiar with Andrew Thornton. When both Jennings and the hustler died, the bear was bought by a Chinese herbalist in Reno. When the herbalist died, his widow kept it until she was tracked down by Griffin and Wit. She gladly gave them the bear, and now they have cocaine bear on display at That's their unbelievable. shop. Wow. How That's about that unbelievable. story? Isn't that crazy? Cocaine bear. So did the... So... All of what? Do, what would the cocaine taste like that would keep the bear ingesting it? Uh, it would be the reaction that the cocaine gave to the bear. Uh, would that be it? It it, uh, it triggers your um, right uh, your endorphins to or, eat or, that I mean, much your, uh, uh, dopamine essentially, yeah. and and it just makes you yeah you want yeah, more yeah, yeah and and a bear not being as sensible as a human being might just go I gotta have more of this yeah. And he just couldn't stop great. eating it. This is so good. I really love this. This is so good. I got to eat salmon. You guys want to have some salmon? Let's go and get some salmon. And so Griffin said everybody wants their picture taken with cocaine bear. Well, so, he, uh, listen, he, he died a tragic death, but he lives on. So if you're in Lexington, which uh, my dad lives in Lexington, I'm going to visit cocaine bear someday. <laughs> All right. A man who is known as Black Forest Rambo who led police on a five-day manhunt through Germany's Black Forest in July 2020, was sentenced Friday to more than three years behind bars. Last month, the man identified as Yves Rausch... uh, I can't feel my legs. uh, ...admitted (laughs) to a court that he robbed service weapons from four police officers, uh, but said that he never intended to harm anyone. Just looking Uh, for truffles. He was convicted Friday of charges of assault, illegal weapons, possession, resisting arrest, and hostage-taking. Uh, why call him Black Forest Rambo? Well, Roush had been squatting in a garden house on the edge of the forest last summer when police were alerted to a suspicious person carrying a bow and arrow. That's Rambo-esque. And the police officers approached him and asked for identification. He cooperated initially, but then he pulled out a pistol and took out, uh, took the officer's service weapons and fled into the forest. The incident took place in a remote forested area in southwestern Germany. He garnered the media nickname Black Forest Rambo as he had evaded police for nearly a week. So he was doing By it. wearing camouflage and hiding in remote areas of the sprawling forest. During his time on the run in the forest, he moved mainly at night, seeking shelter in ditches and pits during the day. His dietary intake was limited mainly to water. Over 2,000 police officers supported, uh, supported by canines, infrared cameras, and helicopters were involved in the search, and he was eventually arrested on the outskirts of Apanel. Uh, the man was sitting in a bush when he was arrested. His weapons, including an axe and five pistols, lay in front of him as police attempted to coax him out. He struck one of the officers in the foot with an axe during the arrest and told the court during his confession last month that he had been driven by the fear of being arrested, describing himself as a freedom-loving person. Well, that's straight up Rambo. So yeah. that is Rambo. Yep. And then we only have time for one more story, and then we will have to wrap it up. Let me end with uh, this one, because we have yet another story. Two people were injured after pieces of a cargo plane broke off and fell onto a town in the Netherlands. 
We just had this in Denver the other day. This is making me lose my uh, my faith in the aircraft, modern-day aircraft. Pieces of metal fell on the town of Mearson after a Boeing 747 cargo plane experienced an engine fire shortly after takeoff. Just same had another thing. engine fire, yes. Uh, it was bound for JFK in New York. The... Was it the same style plane, President? No, this was a 747. Okay. Uh, the plane's crew noticed an engine issue uh, shortly after takeoff. The crew followed the correct procedures to investigate the problem resulting from this. The decision was made to the air traffic approval to divert to Belgium where it landed safely. As a result of the engine problems, metal parts fell down in Mersen, and two people were slightly injured. One of them uh, was taken to the hospital. Several cars and houses were also damaged. Uh, the safety inspector had added. Yeah. One of the pieces of debris almost hit uh, Black Forest Rambo. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, That would have uh, flushed him out of the, uh, the woods. And there you go. That is what we have. In the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, we have a guest coming up a little bit later on who's doing nothing but drinking beer for 40 days. Uh, and he's done it before. Yeah, we'll find out what that's all about. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. In ShopPlay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the ShopPlay Win app and see what you won. With over $230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Steve sent me a an Instagram post uh, that Halle Berry, and I guess it's her best friend. Yeah, like her lifelong best friend. They do this video podcast where they kind of get lit up and talk about their life experiences. Right. And at some point, uh, they they head down the path of uh, first kiss. Right. And uh, so her friend, I don't know her friend's name, but, you know, mentions the guy that they she kissed, and, and it was on a dare, and it was... Really awkward, right. and, and you know they they did it again, and it was better the second time around. And then she asks uh, Hallie about her first, and this is an open mouth kiss, right? Okay, so yeah, like a real deal, yeah. So uh, French kiss, if you will. And so Hallie says that she there was a guy that she wanted to French kiss with, and um, she was going to do it the next night. So she called over her friend at the time. I don't know how old she was. I guess she was a teenager. And she said that her friend would show her how to do an open mouth kiss. And so they kissed each other. And she said they did it for like a half hour, <laughs> like making out. Yeah. Um, yeah. To learn how to open mouth kiss uh, properly before going into it with a boy. I was watching this video and I was, you know, uh, hearing them explain it. It occurred to me that I've heard this. Mm hmm. From other people. Yeah. I've heard that this uh, this is something I've always heard from women. 
I've never heard a guy. And listen, whatever you know, your your whatever's your world is your world, and that's great. But I just in my, my own personal anecdotal experience, when I've heard this type of practice take place, it is mostly it's women who say that they did this early on and practiced. I right. have a, a two gay friends, Steve, uh, male gay friends right. who uh, practiced also on women. Okay. So for them, it was a really comfortable thing, and and it was a, a bit of a different era because you know this is mid nineties, right. and it was a little more difficult to come out at that point. However. In order to learn how to kiss better, they practiced not on other guys, but on with other women. Now, I'm sure. I'm sure that happens on with other guys, but yeah. I, I wonder what I think. I think the perception is, or whatever the perception. I, I want to know what the perception yeah, me is. Too. I want to know if that if this is more common. When I, when you first started kissing, had you practiced with anybody? No. Or anything? No, I would have counted that as a kiss. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, for, yeah. for the first time out, uh, right. technically Halle Berry's first kiss was her was friend. Her friend. Yeah. But Halle Berry, I assume, you know, well, she, uh, she has a track writer. She's straight. I don't know yeah. if she has uh, messed around with girls at all or not. But her intention was to have a kiss with a boy. Right. And so this was just practice for her. She was getting her game up to level, so which I, she I think felt. The, I think the, the, the subject is, you know, if you're straight and yet you practice with the same uh, sex right. friend or whatever to, to learn how to be ready for it. I mean, I, like there's a scene in um, uh, uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Where exactly. They're, where they're, they're, they're too Buddies, they're, yeah. they're boyfriend. I mean, they're 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 uh, uh, boy and girl. She secretly has a crush on him, right? And he's going to go on a date with somebody else, and she's like, "Do you know how to give a good kiss?" And he's like, "Well, I think so." And she's like, "Well, let me show you." And so they, it's a great scene, in, in a friend capacity, yeah. kiss each other. But she's really he's rocking her they, world, yeah. And, they, yeah. and they're both kind of feeling something. But that that could be something as well. Maybe a if, even if it's a, a, a heterosexual. Um, you know, uh, you you had a female friend who helped you out if you're a guy, or vice versa. You had a a, a, a girl, and you have a guy friend who helped you learn how to kiss. But then that would be the first. It's because, but it's a dynamic, yeah. and it's something that I I just kind of had to learn. But I do remember one time my dad said, "Come down to the basement." Oh, oh gosh, I I, I got to teach you. We and, need to talk. And and, and and it's like, all right. And I and I felt weird. My dad had not shaved, <laughs> but. Do you know how to do French kissing? Uh, no, no, Pop. All right. We don't need to go any further with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell a do you know? story. Uh, the first French, uh, first girl I ever French kissed was French. I was in uh, France. Oh. I was uh, 14 years old. You were wearing a beret that said Rusty? I was, yeah. No, I was uh, on an exchange program. She was wearing overalls. I still have a thing for overalls to this day because of that. And uh, she taught me how to French kiss. Wow. And it was uh, you know, a life-changing moment. Your head is so large. <laughs> well, I hadn't uh, blossomed into a large-headed boy at that point. One day your body will be the size of your head. Uh, uh, is this when you had, uh, you had a, um, you had a, uh, a medical incident? Yes, that's I, right. Yeah, that, uh, same trip. So I See first, first ever make-out session and an appendectomy. It was a monumental trip. Nick, you remember her name? Celine something. Yeah, I'm sure I could find it because I'm still friends with the uh, the guy that I stayed with, you know, um, the uh, French family. So this was your first ever lip-on-lip? Uh, this or was the first ever French kiss. This French tongue kiss. kiss. God, with a French girl. With a did French you, girl. Now, did you indicate that to her? Did you tell her this is my first French kiss We spoke French uh, the international language. Uh, <laughs> uh, Why I, are you so sweaty? <laughs> I remember you actual... are sweating like a pig. No, and like in third and fourth grade, there were like pecks on the lips, you know, with with other girls. Right. But uh, right. this was, I guess, like a makeout session. Uh, the, the I remember my the first 
like I was learning as I was going in that first session where you really got, okay, yeah, I'm going to try all the stuff that my dad taught me. And I'm going, and no, I and I'm going, and I and I just started to say, I believe it's like this. I believe it's like this. And I was, I was judging by the feedback, but it mm-hmm. it was like, it is to me, it's like Carl Walenda going out on the wire. It's like, okay, let's go and let's see how this works. By the way, if you're if you're listening and you did indeed do this uh, that Halle Berry did, you know, a uh, kiss if, if you're a girl and, and your first kiss actually was with a girl in preparation to learn how to kiss. If you guys yeah. practiced kissing. Let us know, 215-263-WMMR. Yeah, we had um, a whole bunch of kids on our neighborhood block, and we kissed all the time, but we didn't uh, French kiss. Would you do this like the seven seconds and yeah. heaven sort of thing? Because that was a that was a, a kissing. So, a spin the bottle was a kissing exercise. I mean, what's wild right now is is all of my children are either at or past the age of when I started doing that right. stuff, right? And so it was, uh, you know, the spring of my sixth grade year where... I was at a dance, right. and somebody came up to me and said, hey, so-and-so wants to, and it's a girl, by the way, Steve, before you go to that joke, <laughs> uh, so-and-so wants to, wants to French you, <laughs> is what they said, and so I danced with so-and-so, and we Frenched. Yes. Um, it was the uh, lunch lady. It was no, the no, lunch no, no, lady. No, no. You and did it on the dance floor? On the dance floor. At, at your school? That's pretty good. Not my school. St. Kevin's had dances every Friday night. And so that's where everybody went. And so I did it at the St. Oh, Kevin's dance. Yeah. Wow. And then um and then the that's, next that's day That's like right out of a movie. You yeah. know, I mean on the dance floor at, yeah. at a high school dance high school? No, great school. Great school dance. I Mine was on a uh, on a uh, uh, picnic bench yeah. at a backyard party. Well, then, right out in the open, Preston. Really? Oh, oh that's yeah. mine was in front of a party too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the next day that same girl and me and a couple of other friends, we all went to this uh, these woods and we played truth or dare and I Frenched her again. Okay, <laughs> Frenched her, man. Yeah, French. well, that's what we called it. Yeah. French. She's actually from French. First, uh, first place I had like just a regular kiss, not no no open mouth, was in a treehouse, uh, and that was a game of truth or dare. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the first time open mouth kiss was in a roller skating rink parking <laughs> lot underneath a 18 wheeler. You mentioned underneath this before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got underneath the uh You had trailer. to keep walking because it was moving, right? <laughs> no. It, no, was... it was parked out in the yeah. parking lot. We went out there and sat underneath it. And it's actually oh a, God, a fine little so covering cool. made out. Yeah. So my roommate in college, we used to joke all the time because that was like the, you know, everybody was like kissing their friend at the bar for friend, for free drinks and stuff like that. And she was like, I love you. You're my best friend. But if you ever try to kiss me, I'm going to punch you in the face. So that wow. was. Did that you was ever what... kiss a best friend? Or no, did you... no, okay. no, no, I've never kissed a girl. Okay. I've never kissed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but listen, my first like kiss not french just a regular kiss i remember i was so young and i his name was oh his name was kenny and he was so cute he was this i just remember was he a radio personality no night no he wasn't but um we were i mean we were little we were young and he held me down on the ground oh my and God. he planted one right on my lips wow, oh, wow. Yeah. how old were you <laughs> i mean i want to say Kindergarten, Whoa. first grade. Okay. That's aggressive. Yeah, uh, and then His my name was Harvey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonder what happened, to old Kenny, down the road. And we were like, I remember being friends with him. He taught me how to ride a two wheeler because he was he was um, would bring his bike over. He's ride his bike over, and I still had like you know bike with training wheels. Yeah, and so wow. I was, was all able... cool and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you lose those wheels and stick your tongue down the throat? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Wait, and then I remember finally like catching on and being able. 
able to ride his bike with only two wheels, and I had my uh, Sunday school dress on, and I fell off the bike and got, like, mud all over me. My mom was so mad. I can still uh, experience in my mind the excitement of that first kiss because it was something special. It I is. Mean, just... Your heart, you know. It's and, monumental. And just, it, it really is. And in any situation, in any scenario, mm. you find someone, you know, uh, whatever the, the, the your your preference um, and whatever you're you're doing, it, that that is a moment that you, you, that is a closeness to someone that, you know, and it's bizarre. We talked about the actual machinations of, of a, um, of a kiss and why it means so much or why it is that connect, right? Yeah. I mean, what would make that? Yeah. Uh, Michael Bolton knows yeah. everything. By the way, Casey, this says, I also had my first French at uh, Kev's dance. Uh-huh. Uh, there were like middle school, they were like middle school makeout parties every Friday night. Yeah, essentially. Oh, yeah, we had those. Yeah, you weren't allowed to go until you had to be in like, it was the second semester of your sixth grade year because it was mostly just seventh and eighth grade All dance, right. yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think it might have even been my first dance. And they were like, Do you know if your kids have kissed anybody? I don't know. I have okay. no idea. I don't want to ask. I don't yeah. want to know. But, like, I mean, what's what's wild is my youngest is now of that age of when I was. And, I and you know, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I know. Like, by, the, by sixth, seventh grade, that's when I started... That's when I started feeling like a horn dog. Yeah, <laughs> and I tell her now yeah. you, you wanted to, to. You were kissing walls. Knew, yeah, well, were, yeah, and yeah. I and I knew about yeah. sex at that yeah. point. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that sounds like that would be really fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've touched it and it feels good. Right. I can only imagine yeah. if a second party's involved. Yeah. I tell her I go pay attention to how the boys in your class treat the not so cool boys. Right. Okay. And if they're not cool to the not so cool boys. Uh, no good. Don't give them Man, the time of day. You know what I heard? The I, I caught a, um, it was an article, and I, I don't have it with me. I, I, I got rid of it, but it was something I had never heard of before. But apparently it's in middle school. It's a term that's being thrown around now, oh. which is a simp. Yeah, yeah. simp's been around for What's a while. For, it's, forever. Yeah, it's a boy really? that yeah. that is nice to a girl. No, no, it's never applied. Simp no. is short for simpleton. Nope, nope. It's something different. No. Now. Okay, yeah. Nope. No, it's, it's it's when you're overly nice to a girl you like, and okay. you get you get teased about it. Yeah, yeah. really. Oh, so it's like if, if you're not nice a to girls, thing? and apparently this this mom was it, it hurt her feelings pretty bad because the the son, and I think uh, he's like on the spectrum or something like that, and. And he's just being nice to this girl, huh? And and now the the kids are picking on, yeah. calling him a simp. Well, then I would have been considered. I was always nice to girls. Yeah, yeah. it's actually a hashtag that's being used in a, a you know bullying kind of a way. <laughs> that's a crock of crap. But yeah. it's not even that new. I mean, simp's right. been around for a couple of Has years it? now. I, yeah, I, that one I've never heard. The problem is now that the young kids are are catching on. That's right. dog Don't water, ask man. me. I'm that just is a, total dog water. Total dog water. Don't ask me. I'm just a visco girl. <laughs> <laughs> you drinking out of your visco? <laughs> Yeah, that's stuck around. I don't, yeah. Has it? No, no, I don't so. no, no, I don't think so. I think it came and went in Those, the real world. The stuff that used to have some teeth, like like you know, we talk about makeup part. Makeup parties were a perennial. Yeah, but I mean, their stuff comes and goes so quickly now. I mean, I essentially, you know, I, I French so many girls in my class because <laughs> of these Friday night parties. Well, they were it designed for it. Yeah, like yeah. it was a spin the bottle, truth or dare, like all that stuff. There was one girl in particular that I got to make out with that. Under any other circumstances ever, she would have never given me the time of day. But the bottle landed on her, so totally. she had to. I'm saying that yeah. was a yeah. what if that, yeah, that it's the most basic form of it was before any apps or any sort of you know in in many ways. I wonder how many of those kisses 
blossomed into a relationship. There's no way that game still gets played. I can't Stand imagine. With, with kids. Now. With no. kids, uh, There's right? probably apps on the phone that you can do it with instead. Well, yeah. Know? In fact, I've seen one. In fact, uh, Casey, that showed the uh, the leftovers in, the, in one of the first couple You're episodes. Right. They spin the, the phone. You're right. And it would land, but only it's had like BJs and all kinds of other things like that on so, it. So, real but, quick, I got yeah. a uh, text message from Chuck D'Amico's wife, Leanne. Yeah. Uh, Chuck was her first kiss. Whoa! Wow. Chuck was my first kiss. Yeah. Wow. And now you're not married. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here, hang on. There's. Uh, I'm going to go to Cody. Similar story. Cody, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Yeah, my uh, my first kiss was back in middle school in seventh grade. Now, the girl at the time, she was the grade ahead of me. I mean, very beautiful woman. And I went on a limb and asked her out. And we ended up going on a date where our my first kiss ended up with this woman. And uh, to this day, I ended up going back to her back in 2011, and um, I ended up marrying her, and to this day, she's the best kisser I've ever had. Now, I've had plenty of other relationships between then and now, but yes, uh, my first kiss ended up being my first wife. So, Cody, did, only wife. did you figure after you kissed her, you had to do the honorable thing and marry her? Uh, <laughs> No, uh, what happened was I ended up moving to a different school, and oh. I never really got the chance to say goodbye and everything. And then one day I moved back to my hometown after I graduated high school, and um, I ended up running in to my my first kiss, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, And then I ended up asking her out, and a week later I proposed to her, and she said yes. And then wow. five years later, yeah, five a years A week later? later Yep. Who's the best kisser in town? And then the, you know, <laughs> well, there uh, you go. That, that's town, pretty wild. In town, yeah, in town would definitely be my wife. And now I have two beautiful children. With oh, her. that's great. You did, nice. did more than kissing. Five and three. Yeah. That's a nice story. Nice yeah, job, Cody. That is nice. Are your uh, spouses slash girlfriend nice. the best kisser you guys have ever had? Claire's. Yeah. 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 yeah she's damn good. Uh. I don't know. That French girl is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't even. I don't remember. know. I've never really ranked uh, uh, kissing uh, other than bad kisses. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean. Well, you would you would you, there, <laughs> yeah. was there a point at which you were probably a bad kisser? I, I think you know I was okay at it and then got know. better. Yeah, I'm you not know? sure. Once I stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound? That's my kissing sound. <laughs> I had a friend growing up uh, who was a bit of a late bloomer and then turned into a stud. The first girl he ever kissed was also the first girl he ever slept with. And I found that to At be... At the same time in the same encounter? Yeah, or like makeout session, she was uh, he, a little... He kissed little, her once and her bra popped off. <laughs> she was more experienced than he was. This was probably junior year or senior in high school. He yeah. never made out with anybody Oh, he was a late before. bloomer, you said. Okay. Yeah, late bloomer. Yeah. And so, like... Uh, and she was way into him. Wow. So she gave it up. And their first makeout session ended up being... You know, so he went from wow. zero to sixty fast. That's outstanding. Yes, good for him. Yeah, man. Hey, would you mind if I kissed you? Uh, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Can I call you tomorrow? <laughs> he got all of the awkwardness yeah, out of the way yeah. in one shot. Uh, he got a full beard. Line three here. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm going to go to Paula. Hi, Paula. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Paula? So my very first kiss was when I was in sixth grade. And my boyfriend was in eighth grade, and we were down at the baseball field after his game, and he got uh, he was eating a hot dog, 
And after his hot dog, he stuck his tongue down my throat, and I got all kind of bits of hot dog. Oh, oh, man. Yummy. Wow, lucky. No. You got a memory. You, you got lunch and a kiss. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that guy's so generous. <laughs> when I was, uh, when my daughter was about sixth grade, I started telling her that story right away to, make her, you know, to gross her out and keep her away from boys. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Paula. The first boy that uh, Kathy kissed got tuna in his mouth because she's oh, the tuna yeah. lady. The tuna lady, tuna lady. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paula. Uh, Appreciate it. Did you, oh, did you guys ever God. switch gum? Never. Oh, my God. It's so gross. Kissing? Yeah, I won't do it. No, no switch gum that. and stay away from my toothbrush. Don't even touch it with your still? slimy fingers. <laughs> yeah, still. Really? Yes, they're slimy toothbrush. fingers. Slimy <laughs> fingers? Where were those fingers, may I ask? Yeah, right? Right before that. Ew. You take those fingers out and you <laughs> clean that brush. You stay away from my toothbrush. <laughs> take that fist out right now and clean that brush. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's funny, though, how we compartmentalize. I completely can understand the bizarre... Wait a second. You just had that your mouth there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you. Yeah, yeah. I told you. The gal I was seeing at the time, and I was like, she was staying at my place and didn't have a toothbrush. I'm like, you can just use mine. No, no, thanks. I'm like, you do realize where your mouth was like five minutes ago, right? <laughs> Promise it's sturdier than the toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. And there's hot dog bits in both. Uh, let me go to Gavin. Hey, Gavin, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning. Good morning, it. What's up, buddy? So, I, like we said, that you know, it's kind of um, your first kiss is important, right? So, in seventh grade, I uh, had my first kiss, beautiful girl. Um, we ended up just, you know, being, it was kind of awkward the next day and everything, you know, in school and stuff. So, we ended up like kind of not talking and just kind of going our separate ways after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I actually switched high schools and started dating a girl for about two years, the last two years of high school into two years of college. Um, we ended up breaking up while she was in college. We'll just you know, say girl two. And uh, she ended up later in, you know, a couple years down the road, ended up dating my first kiss. Oh, the two girls ended oh, wow. up together. They- yeah. So I dated her for four years and then just saw them out at the bar in uh, Phoenixville. You're such a terrible right. kisser that you turn two girls gay. <laughs> Or I was that good. Yes. I like it. They figured they've already had the best. They've had the best that the male sex has to offer. It's now time to go on to the female. Other things, yeah, other things could have been that good. Dude, I think, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's that's a feather in your cap there. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hot dog in your mouth. I'm going to go to May. Hi, Uh, May. Good morning. Morning. What's up, May? So I had the worst first kiss ever. Um... It was at my German class. We planned it out. It was at the the door entrance to the German class. Everybody in the class saw us because we were blocking the do- door. Oh, no. I didn't know how to kiss, so I, like, licked their teeth. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. And the person I've been dating since high school, uh, they got to see me kiss somebody else for the first time. Wow. So you, the, you said by plan you wanted to block the doorway and do this in front of the class, correct? We didn't want to block the doorway, but we had planned to kiss after German class okay. because I was so nervous. And, and German is the language of love. Was this in high school? Oh, yeah. Deutsche. Deutsche. <laughs> Deutsche. Uh, well, so, so, and, and that's, that's wild. So, uh, yeah, you know what? 
Did you? Did any of you ever think about Thanks, like with the French kiss? You ever have someone who, who licked the teeth or? Yeah, you know what? There was only one girl uh, one time, and I remember we were we were uh, in makeout session, and she ran her tongue up <laughs> my right, teeth. Gums, yeah, right? between my uh, my lip and gum, and, and at first it was odd, and I'm like. Well, that felt kind of cool. Is there any hot dog in here? There was. <laughs> she was searching for leftovers. Uh, I thought that was pretty unique. I didn't hate it. Uh, it, w- it was strange because that had never happened yeah. before. But I was like, well, this is new. Yeah. You know? well, so I think you also think that there's... Uh, so I, I did it back to her. Have I done everything that I can do now in this kissing situation? Right. I know. Let me floss. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there was a, a girl that... Just messing around. Two things she did. Uh, she blew into my mouth. Yeah, which that was, was funny. That was a joke. I yes. remember I, there was one gal that would do that to me. From and then to, also, to make you look like Dizzy Gillespie. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then also uh, sucked the tongue right out of my mouth, which was very funny as well. Right. Because you're not expecting that. Tongue sucking's not too bad either. Yeah. It can be kind of fun. Yeah. Come here. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. <gotcha. laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Uh, by the way, Kathy, this text is for you. It says, ask Kathy about the Bishop Egan yeah. school dances that she made out with my friend in the stairwell. Whoa. No, no it, it's not true. But, um, <laughs> well, I'll tell true. you why. Because I actually was going to tell this story, but then Casey cut me off. Um, so okay. they, we had the same dances case, uh, and it was the Egan dances. It was the, the local Catholic school. We went to public school, so we would go to the, to, we were able to go to their dances. I think they were Friday nights. I think I went one time. Uh, and the reason that I only went one time was because I was scared to go because that's what everyone did there was, it was make a, out with a big make out dance. It was a big make out dance, and I was not into it. I was nervous for the first kiss. I yeah, because you hadn't done it yet, I so you were scared. I get it. Yeah. And I, so I actually never, I went one time to the Egan dances, and I didn't go on the dance floor because that's where everybody made out, kind of stayed off to the side. Would Dennis okay. just stay home? No, no, Dennis and I didn't go to the I'm same jealous that you guys had these places that had regular Friday night I dances. I never had that. Ours were never. once in a great while. They were like, oh. you know, the Sadie Hawkins dance or the homecoming, and there we were had special nothing. occasions. We had, we had the crappiest school systems in the world. Nothing like that ever happened. Yeah. Ever, you were kind of just left to your own devices. Yeah, no, yeah, we St. had to go Kevin's, to the roller skating rink. Yeah, St. Kevin's was the, it was pretty much every single Friday, and then some of the other schools would try to have a dance on like a Saturday. Like my school tried... You know, they weren't as popular. I mean, St. Kevin's dances, there were, you know, hundreds of kids there. I wonder why. We had Stephen Hawking's dances, which were (laughs) so boring. Everybody just sat around. But what was it with with the Catholic schools? Because, I mean, clearly we grew up in... Fundraising. Different areas. But, I mean, that was... It was... And we had our own dances, and people went to them. Not every week, but this was like an every week thing. you got to figure $5 a head and... (laughs) Five dollars a person. Five dollars for yeah. right. Uh, Five dollars a person, <laughs> and there were a couple of hundred people there. You know, you figure, it's, you know, that's that's a you but know thousand bucks yeah. a week or whatever. You, you got to get know? the kids to go though. If it's not any fun, they won't go. You know, so they must have been putting on a pretty good. Yeah, you're allowed DJ. to make out on the well, dance floor. You're, 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 you're codifying the whole. Let, let me ask you: Was was there in, in classically in TV shows and so on and so forth? There was that that place you went to, yeah. Lookout Point or wherever. Did you have a, was there a make-out location? Yeah. yeah you you had one. Yeah, it was Valley Forge National Parks. And it, got, oh. and it got so bad that the park rangers had to patrol the park to make sure that the high school kids and middle school kids oh God, would go funny. home. Because they would, like, the arch in uh, Valley Forge National Park oh. beca- became notorious as the make-out spot. That actually be written. Re- there is a place I know along the Wissahickon Trail. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, I've caught, um, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, what, near that pool, right? 
Um, there's one. That's one of yeah. them. But there's one that's actually, if you're right on, right along Lincoln Drive, it's like a summit, and it looks out over the area, and it actually the natural stones build sort of like a long bench. I want to go make out there. <laughs> it's a nice spot. Let's go, Nick. All right, you and me, Steve. Uh, there were. I do yeah. like my dad talking. <laughs> Parks were usually kind of the go-to. Yeah, because. Yeah. You would be away from parents, and malls yeah. were too cheesy and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But would you? Do we ever in a situation though? Because it's always depicted on on shows and so on and so forth, where there's like cars and a bunch of like it was just like a, a group orgy. Oh, you mean Not like, like in, uh, Animal House? Animal or, House. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there was uh, no, no. We didn't have a um, a place <laughs> quite like that, which was Lovers Lane or yeah. You know, yeah. Watch whatever. these submarine races. I think they used <laughs> right. To be, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is right. Animal houses. For me, it was, it was more like the scene <laughs> the music with uh, that's playing. Bob Crane and Autofocus. Oh, my God. All right, you know what? We have time for one more call, and I think I got to go with this little gem. I'm going to go to Fred. Hi, Fred. Good morning. Good morning, Ed Presbo. Good morning, Ed, sir. All right, Fred, you wanted to tell us about uh, kissing your wife, actually. Yeah, um, we were dating at the time, but she's now my wife, and... I, I have no idea why this was even happening, but we're drinking and whatever, and we're just both mouths open and breathing through each other's nose. Um, oh, and God. Wait, 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 wait. You, 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 oh so you, just for fun, you put your mouth over her nose? No, I put my mouth over her mouth, and you inhale, and it's inhaling through her nose. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. So I went and did it, and... Sucked in a big giant luger. Oh, uh, I can't believe it. Just because of like everything that was happening, she was topless, and I immediately, <laughs> I immediately gagged and just spit it right back on her chest. Yeah. <laughs> on her chest, dude. That's that's, that's like straight up German porn, oh right? Yeah. That's like German porn. You. Oh my god, kill me. Oh Some my are in god. That. Yeah, when I when I turned the truck on and I heard you guys talking about this, it first came to my mind that, and I immediately got the chills. Oh god! So how? I mean, so her top is off. <laughs> there, there's so many things at play here. <sighs> I, I have never done the open mouth breathe through someone else's nose. Have you done that? I just as a joke, yeah. yeah. Like Casey was saying, you know, blowing into their mouth yeah. or sucking inward, and, right. and then that draws air through their nose. Sure. Yeah. Um, so oh. yeah, I've done that before, <laughs> but I never sucked in a loogie from somebody else. Well, you mouth haven't like lived. That. Have you ever Thanks, drawn Fred. in air through the uh, the person's through the nose by going through the butt? No. Yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. got to be. Yeah. That takes <laughs> more pounds per square inch than I have to offer. Wow. Okay, interesting. But listen, we didn't wow. get we didn't get one person that concurred with um, Halle Berry. Halle Berry no. and using a female friend uh, to learn how to kiss in preparation for kissing a boy. So, but it, but somehow people are finding out that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, getting mouthfuls of snot while they do it. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break because we got a guest coming up. But I would like to give away three virtual screening movie passes for the uh, Mauritanian, which is on uh, tomorrow night at seven thirty, and it is available wherever you rent movies on March second. So if you're one of our first three callers at 215-263-WMMR. We can set you up with that. When we come back, a gentleman who is taking in his only sustenance for the next 40 days or so uh, by beer alone. Beer. That's it. So we will uh, talk to him. His name is Dell, and he's done it before, and he's had great success with it. We'll be back in a second. Stay put. 
Pierre in the Zoom room with Brian Johnson chatting about ACDC's 17th album. Plus, Taylor Momsen talks to Preston and Steve about the latest Pretty Reckless record. Click contests for your chance to win $250 and a mini vacation in Vermont with our busy resolution season poll. Pick up some busy hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C at a retailer near you. Our next guest needs a little musical accompaniment, so let's give him this. He would know if beer is good. He's going to be drinking a lot of it. Uh, he is drinking beer for Lent, and by that, I mean he's not having anything else. No food, at least. A, a couple of extra liquids, but beer is the predominant main sustenance. Yeah, I think tea, coffee, and water, but it's nothing but beer to get, you know, nutrition, essentially. Right. And this is not the first time he's done it. So no. we're going to find out all about it. Please welcome Mr. Del Hall Yay. to the show this morning. Del, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Wonderful. Dell, so first of all, you are the co-owner of 16 Lots Brewery. Where are you guys located? Yeah, so we're just on the outskirts of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, in a town called Mason. Okay, and this is not the first year that you've undertaken this. How many? What, what number of year is this for you? So this is actually my, my third year. Okay, third year, and I, I got to ask you, so you wouldn't be doing it again if it was really horrible for you. Um, that first year that you did this, um, did you did you consult with the doctor or anything to make sure that it was you know that you were going to live through something yeah. like that? Yeah, my, the the first year I did it, um, you know, I I took like a, a camera around with me, <clears throat> I, I I filmed it like a documentary style, and uh, and I did. I I, and I went to my doctor. Um, she basically told me I was stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. But she, but she told me you know just stay hydrated. Her biggest concern was you know. Don't don't get dehydrated. Don't get drunk. Uh, that's my my only concern. You have enough body fat on you that you're going to sustain yourself. Okay. So so all right. So we we know that beer is essentially liquid bread. It's what we, yep. at least we we we've been told. So it has all those elements in it. Now for on average, so Lent forty six days. It says here this at least uh, uh, this um, this information. You did it three years in twenty twenty. What what was your goal of weight lost? So in 2020, you know, I decided like, you know, I had, I had done 46 days, which is normal Lent, right? Ash Wednesday to Easter. I, I did that in 2019. I'm like, you know, I wanted to step the challenge up a little bit in 2020. Um, <clears throat> I attached it, you know, to some sort of charitable, you know, foundation and raise some money as well. So, I, you know, I wanted to step it up. So I decided to go 50 days. 50. So I went four days longer than Lent last year. And uh, there was a uh, a goal set of 50 pounds, and there was a, a fundraising tie-in that if I made it to 50 pounds, people were like, you know, pledging a uh, dollar per pound or five dollars per pound and things like that. <clears throat> so when I got to 50 pounds, a lot of those doubled. Wow, so 50 ended, pounds in 50 days, Preston. Yeah, that's huge. The, the, you know, yeah. normally you, you kind of you hit these plateaus, yeah. and then then you uh, you go up and down a little bit, you fluctuate, but to lose 50 pounds in 50 days. Yep. That's pretty amazing. So let me ask you, how many beers a day will you drink, uh, Dell? So normally I drink three to five beers. 
It's, okay. it's nothing crazy. And you know what? Look, I own a brewery. I, I normally drink <laughs> about three to five beers anyway. Right. Sure. You're just cutting out everything else. No food. Everything. You have, you'll have you have some coffee and tea, right? Maybe some water. Absolutely. You know, just nothing with calories in it. Okay. No artificial sweeteners. I mean, I take it really serious. I, I don't even chew, like, sugar-free gum. Oh, All right. So, right. so therein lies my next question. Three beers a day, or three, four beers a day, however it may be. How many calories is your intake daily? Uh, I think yesterday I probably had about 600 calories. 600 oh. calories. Okay, so I'm watching what I'm eating. I'm on a diet program. I, I'm okay. and, and 1,600 is the amount of calories right, that yeah, I'm yeah. at a day. And that's, right. you know, that feels pretty minimum to me the right. way I'm eating. So mm. is it, what's the hardest, getting started or towards the end? Uh, 100% is the beginning. Really? So, like, you're breaking your addiction to sugar and fat and eating and, like, the standard American diet. And, you know, it's those first – it's almost like going through withdrawals. You know, we're, we're almost like addicts walking around the U.S., like, eating fast food every, you know, six times a day and crap like that. But it's, it's like breaking an addiction. Now, if you plan on doing this every year, it would be mandatory for you to put some of that weight back on because you can't go losing 50 pounds every year. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I kept off about thirteen to fifteen pounds of pure fat over last year. Um, so I figured, like, if I did that, you know, four or five more years, I'll be right where I need to be. Well, so so let me let me let me all right. So let me ask this: A first question, exercise. Are you doing any kind of exercising? So at the beginning, uh, you you kind of take a, a, a dip in uh, energy levels. Yeah. So uh, I kind of take it easy because it's it's just hard to uh, you know to get through the first seven days. Uh, after the first seven days, then I, I really kick it up, kind of uh, you know, uh, walking. So you know, nothing like strenuous. I'm not out. I'm not hitting the gym, doing a bunch of like you know, high intensity training or anything. Uh, but I will take a lot of long walks. You know, try to get at least ten thousand steps in every day. All right. Uh-huh. So so twenty twenty uh, ten thousand dollars for local charities, fifty pounds lost. You're hoping to lose forty pounds this year, and get and uh, earn fifty thousand. So we're going down 10 pounds. Do you ever see a point in time where your goal is to put on 50 pounds? <laughs> because the money. If I ever get, if I ever get to that point, I mean, I will, I will be so happy. I mean, you were talking about like you, you, uh, you saying, you know, like you, you cut your calories. You're about 1600, right? Right. Well, you know, Preston, people yeah. always think about uh, uh, folks being, you know, malnourished. Right. But when you have body fat on you, you're actually overnourished. You've taken that those nutrients that you've you've eaten over the last years and you've stored them as body fat. So to give you an idea, I'm probably about hundred pounds overweight. Okay. That's four hundred thousand calories that are sitting there in reserve. Yeah. So if I only have six hundred and uh, seven hundred calories in beer, it's gonna pull those other calories I need from my body fat. So, all right, you, you've done this a couple of times, and uh, you know, I think you said this is your third time. At at the end of everything, and as a beer maker, are you uh, coming up with recipes uh, for, like, a, a cheeseburger stout or anything along those lines? No, no, but I can tell you what, though. Um, you know, there's so much flexibility in beer that if I have a craving for something sweet, well, there's these things called pastry stouts, and they're stouts that are made with maple syrup and cinnamon and vanilla and things like that, that I can drink one of those. Yeah. If I want something that's a little fruity, I might grab a raspberry beer or a blueberry beer. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility in craft beer nowadays. So how long do you nourish it? So, for, for example, since a beer is filling in for a meal, one beer, uh, how many ounces on average when you're doing a, a beer for, for a meal? 
Oh, just like a 12 ounce or a 16 ounce can. All right. Just according to the manufacturer and who, you know, or if I'm out, you know, uh, if I'm, you know, I still take, you know, meetings at bars and restaurants. Uh, so if, you know, I meet someone, I might just have a, have a pint while I'm sitting there. How long do you nurse said pint? Uh, it, it, I nurse it well more than I normally do. Okay. Uh, one thing that you, you know, when you stop eating, your tolerance goes way down. And look, I'm an I'm an Irish kid. I'm six three. I'm two seventy. Uh, you know, I, I have a pretty good tolerance. Uh, but after that first week, my tolerance plummets. Like I was in high school again. Wow. And do you ever feel the need that you do want to put a buzz on? Maybe drink a couple extras. Uh, n- not necessarily. Um, you know, I've always had a very healthy relationship with alcohol. Um, so you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that you know, like I'm ever looking for like a, a buzz. So, uh, but you know, socially, it's it's such a lubricant, and it's it's so you know uh, nice to sit with friends and family. No, and, yeah, and drink a beer, and it it just they go down way easier. Let me ask you: Did you have any sort of physical at the end of any of these these uh, three years that you've done this to sort of see what the end result was on your body? Absolutely. So, if you just look at like blood work at the beginning, uh, the middle, and at the end, at the end of this, normally my blood pressure is is better. Uh, my cholesterol goes down. My fasting blood sugar regulates better. My insulin resistance goes down. Um, all markers of health improve. Uh, wow. and if you think about it, craft beer is all natural. I mean, we use natural ingredients. A lot of them are very local ingredients. Um, it's got to be better than, you know, a bunch of preservatives and, and, and toxins that are in, like, normal food. Is there any downside to this? In other words, did your doctor suggest that, uh, you know, you, you can't go much longer? Is there anything that you really have to watch while you're doing this diet? Any red flags? Uh, no, like I said, just the hydration stuff. Just like, the hydration. You know, like my, my doctor literally, she literally said. You're stupid for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, but otherwise, not, not, she wasn't saying you're really risking your life, nothing like that, all, all, all on, the, on the positive column. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I'm pretty in tune with myself. You know, I know, if I'm, if, you know how I'm feeling, um, you know, if, if I'm feeling anxious or short of breath or, or something like that, you know, which are some of the you know, things when it comes to uh, when, you, when you don't eat. You know, some of the first things you notice is like, wow, that flight of stairs, that really got me. You know, it normally, normally doesn't do that. Right. Um, or like sometimes you'll stand up too fast and like, you know, kind of like your blood pressure is like, whoa, you're like, hey, I got to I gotta uh, chill out. Or speaking of other drinks like coffee, right? I mean, you know, I'm an Army veteran and I, I drink black coffee every single day. Uh, literally, uh, a cup of coffee will give me the jitters uh, after about, a, you know, a week. So, wow. you know, right now I've had about half a cup. Maybe that's why I'm so jazzed up right now. <laughs> I'm wondering, Preston, you think this is the spurs on other people to have, have other people followed suit? Uh, Dell, there there have been a few folks. Um, there was a guy that owned some restaurants in Chicago last year that did 40 days. He didn't do the whole 46. Uh, there was a church in Kansas City uh, because you know, kind of the Catholic religion. Even yeah. though I'm not Catholic, but they they do the whole Lent thing. Um, that is a uh, there was a Catholic church that said last year they were going to have. Uh, the the priest and some of the the following do the beer fast, uh, but I think they stopped because of COVID. Okay. Wow, COVID was the the, the I, element here. Now, Dell, you uh, you use this as a fundraiser. What's the 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 most amount that you've uh, raised in the past uh, for this? So uh, this is the the first, so every year I try a different you know charitable aspect. Literally the first year I wasn't sure I was going to die or not. So right. I didn't raise any yeah. money. I wasn't going to attack a charity to that. Right. Year two I did the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. Nice. Right? I mean, you know, uh, and I raised ten thousand uh, dollars. This year I started a GoFundMe called Sergeant Dell's Virtual Tip Jar 
And basically all proceeds, 100%, are going to uh, bar and restaurant workers in southern Ohio and northern Kentucky. That's nice, man. Nice. You You got a goal in mind this year? I mean, I would love to get $50,000, right? I mean, it, right now I have, uh, you know, 30 bars and restaurants that are participating with me. Uh, if I get to the 50 mark and I raise 50 grand, that's $1,000 I'll be able to put in a tip jar of, of 50 different restaurants. That's great. So, do you, and, and obviously you said you were in the military. Uh, you, you get any uh, support from, uh, you know, other military members and, uh, you know, your, your buddies? Dude, I, I get so much support uh, from that community. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm, I was a little PO'd this morning when when I woke up to the fact that – so you you guys saw my logo, my Sergeant yes. Bell, mm-hmm. real American bureau logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like Hasbro has gotten my Facebook shut down. Oh! Because the font yeah. looks like uh, G.I. Joe, right? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's, obvi- it's obviously parody, right? Right. I mean, I'm an Army veteran, and I'm not making any money off this. This is a charitable thing. I made that logo right. for this one thing, and uh, and absolutely, it's it's completely shut down. Come on, Hasbro. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's that's a uh, that's a crappy move. So may, maybe you make an inquiry or get in touch. Or you can whip up a new one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and you know, my Instagram is still going strong. Everyone can find me at Sergeant Dell S G T D E L at Instagram. But I did take off my that logo. I took it off my Instagram. I took it off my Twitter, uh, and I got my guy working on a, a new logo that you know, you know hopefully won't be. You know, make it look uh, like the Coca Cola symbol. You'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Hey Dell, uh, Sixteen Lots Brewery. You, you guys got any award winners uh, in your lineup? Dude, we we absolutely do. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a really great brewery. We have um, uh, an amazing lineup of beer. Uh, we we do a, a, a an IPA called Soak City IPA, and I, in the beer world, I'm, I'm considered a hop head, right? So I really like hoppy, dank, bitter beers. And our Soak City just it, it hits the spot. It's it's an amazing amazing beer. Nice. It's an acquired taste. I'm not a hoppy guy. What would you recommend uh, for me? Oh, we, a G- German Pilsner. We have a, a Pilsner called the Major. It's classic. Uh, I spent time in Germany. My brewmaster spent time in Germany. Um, it is a a classic. True German Pilsner made right here in Cincinnati. Okay. How many days left on the fast, Dell? Today's day seven, by the way. I'm, I'm down 13 and a half pounds already. <laughs> day seven and he's down 13 and a half pounds. I mean, I, I guarantee Jeez. you, if, if, there are people listening to, to this saying, man, beer, beer is an option that they had not considered and that they could use this to drop a pound a day. As Preston says, it's natural to hit a plateau at a point, mm-hmm. but to consistently be losing a pound per day uh, is borderline miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. So um, also, I, you know, I'd be remiss to say, you know, get off this, this interview without telling you guys, I love Philadelphia. Oh, ah. have you spent time here before? Dude, I, so, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a beer geek, right? I mean, this is, I, you know, this is my passion in life. You guys have a little spot there called Monk's Cafe. Yeah. yeah. And Monk's Cafe is one of the OG, wonderful little craft beer bars, which, by the way, um, people in Philadelphia should support Monk's Cafe because they are currently shut down right now because of COVID. They're not opening up and probably, and probably they've been shut down since November, the kitchen. Um, so you can't get freaks, you can't get muscles, all those good things you get at Monk's Cafe. They're doing two-go beer sales. But other than that, they're shut down until probably May. Right. Yeah, it's horrible. It's right. horrible. Yeah, was, what you're doing is good. The yeah. money's going to a good cause. And it's it's unique, man. I, I would have thought you, by the end of this, would be, you know, on a stretcher, but apparently not. 
Yeah, Dell. It's uh, and and obviously it's it's captured a lot of uh, people's attention. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a good spotlight on the brewery too. Hey, well, good yeah. luck to you, man. You're one weekend. You got a little ways to go, but you're you know you you know what's up. You you know exactly what you got yourself into. So uh, nice job, man. We just wanted to talk to you this morning. So thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Yes. You guys with your slogan of brotherly love in Philadelphia, I think you take it a little too far. I've been to two. Philadelphia Eagles games in my entire life, and they both were ties with the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> that that is brotherly. That's love, love yeah, just yeah, for yeah. you, Dale. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, listen, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it, Sergeant Dell Hall, guys. Good luck to you. Sixteen Lots uh, Brewery, and he's our beer guy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one way to do it uh, if yeah. you want to lose weight, but you can also do a low-calorie diet. You so. used alcohol to quit smoking. I did. I absolutely yeah. did. There you go. Yeah. I know that when I did drink, uh, if I was going somewhere that had uh, food and beer, uh, if I didn't eat right away, I wouldn't eat for the whole day. You know, so if I went to like sure. a, a back door or a back uh, backyard barbecue or something like that, I don't know. Once I started drinking, uh, it, it replaced the, the food. It really yeah. did. It really it, did. It did, and also you didn't want to take up space in your stomach <laughs> to uh, that could be precious, precious space precious there. Space I'll tell you there. what: when we ended up at the Guinness Brewery, and both Preston and I were in the actual the the the, the main taste testing center for Guinness we're, in Dublin. Yep. And we were right at the spigot or the spout or whatever. It's right where it all comes from. Right where it all comes from. And they use the caliper and so on and so forth. That beer that I sipped was like a milkshake. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. It was excellent. The, yeah. Uh, and the, the the head brewer, uh, his name was Yancey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was his first name. Uh, <laughs> he he taught us how to uh, how to do it. When you, when you drink a pint of Guinness, you should leave three rings of the foam okay. on the way down. That's how you do it. Does that mean... Three gulps, then basically, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I think it was three. Yeah, was it three or three or four? But yeah, I thought it was three. <laughs> yeah, he showed us how to. He was taking big gulps. gulps. Of it. Okay, we were running around. He thought we were raving idiots because we were running around re- replicating the opening scene of uh, Laverne and Shirley. Yes, and getting a video. Nancy <laughs> wasn't familiar with Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> no, they did shots. Brewery wasn't a big thing in Dublin. Do you guys have some sort of brain issues or something? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's we're gonna do it? Oh man! But do you like your Guinness uh, cold or room temperature? I like it cold. Me too. I mean, they, I, I know that uh, they prefer it, you know, uh, more warm than that. But uh, I do not. Like I like it, it cold. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same boat as you. Yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, real quick, you don't. Uh, can I say something about you? Yeah, are you going to mention my... Uh, yeah, my, your anniversary? Yeah, this uh, nine years clean and sober on Saturday. Hey! Yeah, Casey, nine years hey! of sobriety on Saturday. You posted something on social about it, so I figured it wouldn't be a big deal to... Uh, yeah, no, it. and uh, it's weird because, uh, you know, like I've... You know, I, I posted the picture on, on Saturday morning. I was like, Jesus Christ, if this is what nine years sober looks like, I'd hate to see what I look like <laughs> had I not gotten... It's but, interesting uh, to watch yeah. you evolve because I remember there was a time where... If there was booze anywhere, or if something was cooked with alcohol or something, you you were like, yeah, well, keep me away. But and I want to bring up to now. So Casey bought me for uh, I think it was for Christmas. Bought me a bottle of bourbon. Yes, and you were like, can I smell that? And you just because you wanted because yeah. I, I was yeah. telling you, you know. If it was smooth or not, I was like, yeah, and you took a sniff and you were like, dear Lord. Yeah. But the fact that you would even smell it surprised me. And honestly, I really don't do that 
Right. Very often. I, there's just no reason for me sure. to do that. And yeah. I don't ever – listen, I take my sobriety very seriously, right? And so I don't want to do anything or even even mentally be in a spot uh, – remain in a spot for too long. You just have to shut it down. Where I want – where I, I um, yep. pine over it or anything like that. Because you have these moments where you might catch a sniff of something or you might look at something or feel something, and you know you're you know I've said this before in the air, like you're not responsible for that first thought, right? But all the thoughts afterwards, you are responsible for. So I'm not responsible for anything that you know pops into my mind. Right. So doing you know actively doing something like sniffing that or or you know it's like mm, that's probably for for me especially now uh, it's sort of a no no. But you know I have worked very hard to get to this point in my sure. life where I don't. I really don't miss it. I really don't miss anything about that lifestyle. I haven't been hungover in over nine years. Yeah. You know? How I actually, was that? I had a dream last night where, and so you had mentioned earlier Kim Kardashian asking her dad to come to her in a dream. My dad came in my dream last night to clean up a party. I know I said that That's... and it sounded gross. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but so I haven't had, a, a, a dream about my yeah. father in a long time. And I haven't had a dream about uh, getting drunk or, or yeah, yeah. in a long time. And last night I had a dream where my dad came up uh, to clean up a party that I had had afterwards. And then when I woke up this morning, it was like such a relief. Yes, that you, you know? had not slipped down the slope. Yeah. Yep. And it is a slippery, slippery uh, slope. So. Uh, but, but thank you for for acknowledging. Oh, I didn't necessarily need to do that. No, no, no. It's, it, we're very proud of you. Um, but and I was going to mention one thing you talked about. You know, waking up like that. One I found out not that long ago. What's better than putting on a good buzz on Saturday night? Waking up Sunday and feeling awesome is actually better. <laughs> I just can't self bring myself to do that all the time. Not though. all the time. No, but sometimes you're like. Ah, oh, yeah, and I don't have to go to work, and I feel oh. normal. This is wonderful. Mm. Uh, you thank know, you for that. But you know what else uh, can suck is if, uh, if somebody is uh, using a snowblower in their driveway at twelve fifteen in the morning. <laughs> I don't. When get you wake that. up at three fifty a.m. Now you like you, your neighbors are good, right? They're you, great. They're wonderful people. I, what I think is they hire. I don't think they have a snowblower, and yeah. I think they hired a crew yeah. and paid them in advance. You know, next snowstorm coming to our driveway. Um, it's just, I guess this crew was a little busy yesterday. Right. But there's got to be a curfew. And I'm asleep and I hear, and I'm like, what the hell is that noise? <laughs> Get over here with the noise <laughs> and the snow blowing yeah. after midnight. And you I let what? I let it go for a little bit and I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's a strange sounding uh, snow plow that has a blower on it and it's just going by the street really slow. Yeah. And it just kept going, and I'm like, I got to go down there and see what's up. Sure enough, there were three guys oh, out there. Oh, you got up? Yeah. Oh. At 12.15. I wake up at 3.50 a.m. it's not easy to fall back to sleep. No. And so I went I went down there. The dogs were going crazy. Yeah. and oh uh, But there were there were two guys with snowblowers and a guy with a um, a shovel. And I felt kind of bad for the guys because they've been, obviously, they've been yeah. working all day. But they are making money. Yeah. You know, so, but I'm like, come on, Did you say man. anything? No. You boys want to come in and play Uno? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. So it wouldn't have been, I think, on a night when it actually snows, you hear them all night long. Not personal snowblowers down, you know, on your sidewalk, but like you hear the trucks out and, and yeah. things like that. So maybe if it had been a night that it just snowed. Um, 
Well, it but, snowed earlier in the day. I know, yeah, but I'm just, my driveway. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, when it when it snows through the night, at least at my house, I I hear them all night long. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I, but yeah, I mean, at twelve. That's a little late, you, right you outside your window. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's did different you if they're consider, do- I'm sorry. Did you consider calling the cops? Because that's a noise ordinance at that point. No, I knew that I probably could. Yeah. But no, I wasn't going to do that because they were going to be done in you know, know. twenty minutes yeah. or whatever. But so it's not just going, about your driveway either like uh, maybe you were the last one of the day or maybe they got more to go after yeah. your house yeah but that's how you start neighborly wars by yeah that too yeah. i do i wouldn't I, want to do that but when my They're neighbor nice cuts people. the grass at seven in the morning on a sunday like i'm not going to call the cops but i'm going to be pretty pissed off of that person right well the earliest i've gone cutting the grass on on the weekend is nine yeah, yeah. that's not bad at yeah. all no that's that, that's totally that's fine. fine yeah uh, and and I think you know obviously, Kat, There's a difference between you know the plows on the streets and and your neighbor actually. And your first kiss. And, <laughs> and your first kiss. But I wonder if your neighbors were even aware of them. Yeah, I wonder if that. they were like, "What the hell is going on at twelve o'clock at night?" Yeah. They're, probably, they're was... probably pissed at you. They probably thought your house was doing. I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering if they if they knew what was going Just on or not. Jerk off next door is getting his driveway. <laughs> Listen, as you, you, what you do is just, uh, that's why for me, uh, and it's, it's pe- other people go, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. I always keep some Molotov cocktails by the front door. Okay, Smart, one man. or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Smart. one or two. But I even feel bad if my dog is out barking, because, you know, I let my dogs out before I go to bed, and so if it's after 10 o'clock or something like that, if my dog is out barking yeah. that late, you know, I feel I feel bad about I, that. I hate, I hate disrupt, I hate being... Um, so my dog doesn't bark a lot, you know. My 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 neighbor's dog is wonderful and barks, but I I love she's adorable. Yeah, and they 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 the dog needs to go out and they'll bring her. There was a pause. Say, don't apologize. Dogs bark. It happens. Yeah, and it's the dog is never out after you know like a, a late uh, time, and you have to be aware of your neighbors and their quality Ugh. of life. Fortunately, I have great neighbors who are. Yeah. Hey, Nick pulled this up, uh, and this is for Montgomery County, Nick. Yeah, well, it's uh, near your. It's oh, I, I looked up uh, townhome association Harleysville. All right, it says, person may not make noise or use sound equipment in public between 10.30 p.m. and 7 a.m. Or operate sound equipment in a vehicle audible or causing a vibration 30 feet from the equipment. A huh. person may not use sound equipment that produces sound audible beyond the property line of a residence in a residential area between 10 p.m. and 10 a.m. There you go. So I thought it was 11, but 10. Do they mention drum videos? No. <laughs> they don't. I have an electronic drum kit and I oh, wear headphones. Go. All right. Uh, fines, let's see, violations punishable by $500, I think it says. Fines can be anywhere from 10 to $200 for the first offense. And 12 years in prison. Yes, of course. And uh, three years probation after that. But, I mean, um, you don't want to have to call the cops. Like, it's it's a last... No, nobody call wants the to call FBI the... first. No, no, nobody wants to call the cops on anybody else. It's, it's a pain in the ass for you. It's a pain in the ass for the cops. You and don't want to do it. You set up a bad dynamic. But when it's not just about you, when it's about your neighbors and when it's about, like, other people being involved, I think it's at least a consideration that crosses your mind. There are I... ways to do it. You seduce your neighbor's wife. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I would... I would... Nick, I'd probably call my neighbors before I called the cops. Right. And I'd, you know, hey, man... It was midnight, and my alarm's going to go off in three hours. You know, yeah. can can you knock it off? Can you read and, me a story? Can you read me a story? <laughs> Something. <laughs> or well, can you come over and do my driveway? Pay yeah. these deals. Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly, Case. Just say, can you add mine on since I'm hearing it anyway? Here's a nice story uh, concerning uh, snow, which I thought was pretty cool, and this will wrap, and we'll break and get into the B-file in a second. But uh, a delivery driver, this was in Texas, delivery driver's car, I was sliding down this icy driveway. The driver closed her eyes, hoping she wasn't going to run into the house. She didn't hit the house. Her name is Chelsea Timmons. 
Uh, but she uh, she crossed a, a flower bed, um, and uh, it was apparently she didn't know it yet, but she would soon be grateful to end up in this particular driveway. The homeowners, Doug Condon and uh, Nina Richardson, uh, checked on her to make sure that she was doing okay. She was wearing, driving a Toyota RAV4 up the driveway, but it was stuck. They invited her in to wait for a tow truck inside her home. The bad weather persisted a little bit longer than they thought. Five days later, she was still living with them. Wow. They took her in. Yeah, well, it's got and, very dicey And she there. stayed there for five days, which was really cool. Uh, she lives, the woman lives three hours away in Houston, so that's why she ended up staying there. Yeah. Uh, she makes weekly trips to Austin because the delivery market there pays a little bit more. She had picked up one last delivery. On Sunday, as the snow had picked up, thinking that she would have time to make it home. And every time, uh, but, you know, obviously she couldn't. Uh, every time she suggested that she leave and go get a hotel, um, the couple said, no. Oh, just put the lotion he in the basket. Get out of the duty car. <laughs> right. Yeah, put the lotion put in the, the basket. Put the lotion in the basket. Uh, no, they worried about, you know, what situation they'd find her in. She and uh, Want to see me dance? According to Timmons, uh, she said that the couple told her, our guest bedroom is better than the Hampton Inn. Uh, if you leave, what are you going to eat? Are you sure that you can make it there all the way? That's wonderful. And as the days went on, the group became uh, buddies. And it was uh, just like Timmons was a guest staying in the couple's spare bedroom. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. I like so seeing that. house like that. You see the best in people. Yeah. Uh, Texas is, you know, obviously they've they've been hit hard. And, and Didn't you save a life yesterday? I just, you? you saved a family? <laughs> no, not a family. It was a woman. She was stuck, and I got out, and I helped her out. Right. You know Where what? was here's, this again? Here's the deal. It was right across the street from my neighborhood. Uh, so to get into my neighborhood, you have to cross a major thoroughfare yeah. uh, from this particular street that I was on. And there's a slight incline to get to the stop sign, and then it's it's busy traffic going either way. So you got to time it out right, and then you got to go. Well, every time she tried to go, spinning wheels, and she couldn't get anywhere uh, because it was at this time it was complete slush. It was right. It was pretty gnarly, man. It was it was a, it was a hairy drive home, and so um, I was about five cars behind her, and and she kept going. You know, she was struggling and struggling and struggling. I'm waiting, and I'm, I'm hoping maybe somebody, the car behind her, somebody would get out and help her right. out or something like that. And finally, I go. I, I said to myself, if she gives it one more effort and doesn't get out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go help around. Her. So I no. I'm, yeah. What I thought about doing was I was driving the jeep, was pulling it around, and then giving her a nudge. Right, right. But I didn't want to get stuck in the opposite lane, have another car pull in, and then we've got a whole. No, I hear you. Yeah. So I got out and I ran up, and I didn't even knock on her window or anything. She was trying, so I just got behind and I started yeah. pushing the car and wasn't able to do anything. And of course, wow. I was wearing. I wasn't wearing. <laughs> I. I Indiana Jones, I think. Oh, maybe. okay. No, yeah, kidding. yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, I didn't have my boots on. Ah, uh, your red boots? I'm just wearing my regular shoes with no traction on them. I'm slipping, doing whatever I can to it's push. It's hard. Were you able to keep your fedora on? I, yes, I was able. <laughs> the whole time, of course. Uh, so I, I fashioned my whip to the front of the yeah, car. Yeah. Uh, no, but then. Um, Snakes. I told her to back up because there were some ruts that she had worn out, right. you know, and, I, and I'm like, back up, and I kind of direct her where the tires might get some some traction, and uh, I said, try it again, and she did, and I, and I was pushing. Anyway, it took about three or four more effort, and then then I really, I finally got some, some sure footing, and right. I was able to actually 
help and assist, and I helped her get out. Very nice. Got, it makes you feel good, there. doesn't it? It did. When you have people, and I, I try to stop. The second I see that, you know someone in, in, in distress, I, I say, who can I pay to help this person? No, but but nobody else got out of their that That blows car. my mind. Because uh, everyone, and, and, and look, Nick, Nick had a situation. He was on, uh, you, you were stuck, and within seconds, somebody pulled over and helped you. Yeah, yeah. Mike. Yeah. yeah, but I got a, I, I thought, okay, maybe I just need to break the ice. I'll be the first one to go up, and then other people, mm-hmm. and then, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll help her out. But, no, I was the only one the whole time that was out there doing that. No other radio station stopped and helped her. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on, man. I heard DeBella just, just <laughs> peeled wheels right he around flew you. by. Yeah. Yazoo! It's like, you bastard. No, DeBella would help. He'd get out. But I felt good doing it. However... After she, I, I gave her the last push, and she moved along. As I was walking back to my car, I slipped. Oh, uh, no. I almost fell down, which would have been... I would have been more, I'm going to throw up! Which I would have been mortified in front of all those drivers. But one woman was, she did give me uh, applause. Yes. She, she started clapping. Oh, jeez. And I took a bow. <laughs> so, and then you spill. Yeah, but... Uh, I, I, I'll never forget one time I pulled over to help a dude on the Long Island Expressway. And I, I got out of the car. And I, so the guy was like, he was just sort of catty corner, sticking out in a lane. I'm like, this dude, got to get him off. The street, the street like this. So I pulled over to the side. The second I open up my door, an 18-wheeler goes by oh, and no. sprays. Oh, had to be man. 50 pounds of slush into my car. Into the car. Yeah. Oh, dude. But I helped the guy. And you know that guy was laughing the whole yeah. way as he was driving by. <laughs> we, we had, uh, there was a night we went to um, our neighbor's uh, our neighbors in a play, and we went to the playhouse, and the, and the parking lot there was full, so some people had to park on... This kind of grassy area. Yeah. It had rain. Of course. Yeah. And of course, this car gets stuck, and we get out, and we're, we were like, oh, we got to help him. So yeah. we get over there, and we're walking through muck. It's going to get, get muddy, Rod. Yeah. yeah. And we get by, and we're pushing, dude. We got done. We were just caked, <laughs> absolutely caked in mud all over. You've got to make the commitment at that point. There's yeah, no, whatever, it, it, yeah, you know, so they yeah. Get out. I would rather get stuck in snow and ice than the, the mud is just. Mud sucks. The yeah. mud really sucks. Because it'll sink down yeah. all the way, and then there's nothing. At least with snow, you might be able to dig yeah. and, and get some out of there, mm-hmm. or, or you know it's going to melt, and eventually it's going to be yeah. on cut. But but you're in the mud. You, once, you're going to need a tow. Once the foundation, the the the, the yeah. body, the chassis of your car is resting on the ground, you're screwed. You're yeah. screwed. We um, went to the Fish concert in Coventry, Vermont. It was a three day campout concert, and they had gotten epic amounts of rain before the last concert before that was here in camden and at the end of that concert they announced to the entire crowd listen if you're going to vermont please don't leave now wait until tomorrow they had to uh, truck in and bus in just loads and loads and loads of wood chips yeah uh, to make sure and and even that wasn't enough we had so much you can do yeah we had gotten stuck in the mud uh as we were pulling into the campgrounds the gerbils loved it but yeah yeah big fans big fans (laughs) Um, Nick just pulled up this interesting little stat about Texas because we got started on that. Uh, today, it will be, in some regions of Texas, 80 degrees warmer than it was last week. Stop. 80 degrees warmer than it was last week. So my dad is out in Dallas. He's been, you know, he's 94 and, and, uh, and you know, uh, 
He's been going through this, and and that is the conundrum, the bizarre thing that is Texas. You can occasionally get a cold snap like this that will really level them, and then it goes up. Usually, that here right here is the issue. That's why the walls are so thin. That's why the heaters aren't that good. That's why they're not prepared for the 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 ice because more, more often than not, it's blistering hot out there. Yeah. But you would also think, you know, all the all the trouble they have. How many days did it uh, did the cold snap last? It's like six or seven, right? Okay, yeah. Then I, I was wondering why the um, uh, the pipes were giving them such issue. But I guess if it's sticking around, I mean, you can handle a day or two of freezing mm. water. But if you're, uh, weather, and they're not insulated too long. Preston, the pipes aren't insulated the way yeah, they are here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. All right. Interesting. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, so we're going to do that very thing. We're going to come back in a moment. I have some bizarre file stories. I think you're going to enjoy those. And uh, we'll get to the lesson question, trash music, and st- that stuff's still coming. And it's Tattoo State. Yay! Text word Tattoo to 39333. Coming back in a moment. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. All right, I have some uh, Bizarre File stories ready to go, so let's get them to you. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, here we go again. The soon-to-be dad was killed on Sunday in New York after the device he was constructing for his upcoming gender reveal party exploded. All these things are becoming more deadly. This is what, like the fourth time we've had a story from from widespread fires, mm-hmm. forest fires, yeah. to people literally getting killed with the explosions. The blast occurred at home in Liberty, New York. Why not just tell us? Uh, killing Christopher Peckney and injuring his brother Michael Peckney, who was uh, transported to a hospital. Another brother called the explosion a freak accident. He said, the freakiest of freak accidents that I could ever imagine. Well, listen, if you're handling explosives... It ain't that freaky, man. No. Uh, it's just, you know. Do you know what I found out historically? Hiroshima was actually a gender reveal party. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, the injured brother was listed in stable condition. The family reportedly owns Robin Hood Diner, a restaurant in the Catskills area of New York. The family took to their Facebook page Aww. to thank followers for their overwhelming display of love and support. So now you got a... You got a, a child that's going to grow up without, without a, a, dad a dad and died in preparation for Stop this it. child. That's terrible. What were they using, t- Tannerite? They didn't say in the story. Uh, authorities say the incident remains under investigation by state police and the bomb disposal unit. Earlier this month, a Michigan man died after he was struck by shrapnel, shrapnel from an exploding cannon at a baby shower in that state. Of course, Steve mentioned the wildfire that took place. That was Tannerite, I believe. Good Lord. A customer... Has told of his surprise after he received a full bottle of urine as part of a food delivery during lockdown. Uh, this was in the UK. You Oliver, can get that delivered to your house. Oliver McMahon has said he received the suspicious-looking yellow liquid in a meal kit. <clears throat> meal kit from HelloFresh on Sunday morning. Well, it was fresh piss. He tweeted the company a picture with a question, saying, "Hey, uh, hello, fresh, uh, fresh UK. I'll keep it simple." We, uh, why have I received someone's bottled up piss as part of my order? <laughs> oh Perhaps my it was from the other company, Hello Piss. <laughs> oh, 
Look forward to you uh, to, for your response on this one. <laughs> Give me an address and I'll send it to you and you can have a whiff in case you're skeptical. The company's social media team replied, we truly lack the words to describe how sorry we are because of this. Please send back the chocolate mousse. <laughs> uh, he said he had, been, <laughs> he had been taken by surprise not only by the delivery but also the reaction on social media. Wow. He said the last thing that I would want is for anyone to get sacked or in trouble as a result of this incident, it is unfortunate that I ha- that it happened, but I'm sure it raises some wider questions about working conditions in the UK. Mr. McManus added that HelloFresh had been very apologetic and were investigating. He said, I just didn't expect so many people to care. It's all taken me by surprise, if I'm honest. HelloFresh had said in a statement, we were truly horrified and sorry that the customer received the offending item. Given the wholly unacceptable nature, we are urgently investigating along with our delivery company how an, op- how an open box... With this bottle in it was delivered. Mm-hmm. A driver and hit and run suspect crashed on Friday afternoon in Oregon. Was found to have a blood alcohol level of point seven seven. Whoa, point seven seven. More than nine times the legal limit. I don't know how this person was alive. Police reported a hit and run crash around. There was 1 actually blood in their alcohol. One p.m. Officers found the vehicle and pulled over the driver, who they observed was highly intoxicated. The driver then fled and led police on a short pursuit for crashing into a concrete barrier about a half a mile from the initial stop. I hate to say it, Preston, but that would not have happened had he been drinking piss. Uh, <laughs> along with the extremely high alcohol level, the driver had a suspended license for a misdemeanor level DUI. He was taken to the hospital for a medical evaluation. How did he not die? How, how at that yeah. level? Yeah, don't know. Uh, doctors say a woman, this is a terrible story, in Michigan... Uh, contracted COVID-19 and died last fall two months after receiving a tainted double lung transplant from a donor who turned out to harbor the virus that causes the disease, despite showing no signs of illness and initially testing negative. Officials at the University of Michigan Michigan Medical School suggested that it may be the first proven case of COVID-19 in the U.S. in which the virus was transmitted via an organ transplant. The surgeon who handled the donor lugs Lungs was also infected with the virus and fell ill, but later recovered. Uh, the incident appears to be isolated. The only confirmed case among nearly 40,000 transplants in 2020. So it's insanely rare that this happened. It you, was a bit of an accident. Do you remember at the outset, at the beginning of the um, the AIDS uh, crisis, that this happened once or twice? with no. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's led to calls for more thorough testing of lung transplant donors with samples taken from deep within the donor lungs as well as the nose and throat, said Dr. Daniel Call, uh. director of uh, Michigan's uh, Medicine's Transplant Infectious Disease Service. He said, we would absolutely not have used the lungs if we had a positive COVID test. The virus was transmitted when the lungs from a woman from the upper Midwest who died after suffering severe brain injury in a car accident were transplanted into a woman with chronic obstructive lung disease. Yeah. The nose and throat samples routinely collected from both organ donors and recipients uh, tested negative uh, for the virus. And all the screening that we normally do and were able to do, we did. But afterwards, they went back in and they tested post and they found out that, sure enough, yeah, yeah. nobody had been in contact. And it was just this very freak thing that happened. So you had so. people trying to do good things. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's horrible. All right, we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Let's go with this one. After Phoenix police say a little girl got a glowworm stuffed animal from a thrift store, her parents reportedly realized that inside it were thousands of fentanyl pills. Well, that's where the glow comes from. 5,000 of them, to be specific. Uh, The stuffed animal was said to be bought from an El Mirage thrift store. 
Uh, police said that the parents handed over the drugs to the department. Uh, they said, and the police said in a statement, remembered to inspect all opened and unused items. No further details were made available, but five thousand fentanyl pills fentanyl in your glowworm doll yeah home delivery of piss what a crazy bizarre fun and uh yeah uh gender reveal parties gender reveal. Where people yes. die our pets heads are falling off and that is what our i have heads are falling off in the bizarre file for you all right let's take a break and uh we'll come back in a second do you want me... no. Uh, no no no, no? no we'll do that later on no. Casey was pointing to something uh, we will, however, have our lesson question when we get back, and we'll test your knowledge of today's program. We'll get the trash and music news on top of that. Stay put, because we will be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're done with traffic, so that must mean... Lesson question time and an opportunity for you, my friend, to win a $100 Visa gift card. That wouldn't be bad, right? So the question that we're going to go to this morning is from uh, the 6 o'clock hour earlier today. Who will Queen Elizabeth's special guest be on her TV address in March? 215263-WMMR because... It's uh, amazing. Yeah, uh, because you have uh, Harry and... Um, Megan are doing Meghan the, uh, are going the Oprah. Oprah. Yeah, which so is a big thing. The Queen is going to counter-program. <laughs> yeah. Who will Queen Elizabeth's special guest be on her TV address in March? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's up today? Well, 38-year-old Scott Disick debuting pink hair while stepping out for lunch over the weekend. Disick says it's his way of showing that he has a wild side. A wild side that also doesn't have a job. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Prince William is reportedly disappointed with the way Prince Harry responded to Queen Elizabeth's announcement that he and Meghan Markle have officially stepped down from the royal roles. William told the Sunday Times, quote, Harry's acting like a little bitch. Oh. Hey! And finally, Woody Allen responding to the first episode of HBO's Allen vs. Sparrow, which details sexual allegations against him, calling it a hatchet job. Alan says it's just lazy journalism trying to make a story out of a then 56-year-old Academy Award-winning director taking hustler-level porn pics of his girlfriend's 20-year-old daughter and then having sex with her. Oh. This is making much ado about that. <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All righty. We will see if we can snag an answer. We're going to go to uh, John and ask him this question. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning again, sir. All right, who will Queen Elizabeth's special guest be on their her TV address in March? Triple H. Triple H. Yeah! Hang on, John. Coming out of retirement. You got it right. We're going to give you a $100 Visa gift card. Don't miss the two-hour premiere event of Superman and Lois on the CW. A special 90-minute series premiere of Superman and Lois is followed by the one-time broadcast of an all-new special, which is Superman and Lois, Legacy of Hope. You can catch it tonight. Is today the 23rd? It yeah, is. Yeah, Lady recommended it. At 8 p.m. <laughs> only on the CW Philly. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. After being sued by Chris Cornell's widow, widow Vicky Cornell last week over a buyout price for Chris's share of the band, the remaining members of Soundgarden 
have issued a statement in which they accuse Cornell of having hijacked Soundgarden social media and misleading and confusing their fans. They said, in part, being a band from Washington State since 1984, we're proud of Soundgarden's musical legacy, work, and career. We look forward to competing, completing the final Soundgarden album. According to court documents, Cornell claims that Soundgarden members Kim Thale, Matt Cameron, and Ben Shepard offered to her a lowball figure of $300,000 for Chris's portion when she claims that the band recently received an offer for the band's master recordings from an outside music investor for $16 million. Cornell also claims that she made two counter-offers to the band to purchase the masters herself, one for $12 million and the second for $21 million, and both offers were rejected, which Cornell says was the catalyst for her lawsuit. Hmm. Soundgarden's complete statement on the matter is as follows. The buyout offer... That was demanded by the estate has been grossly mischaracterized, and we are confident that clarity will come out in court. All offers to buy out our interests have been unsolicited and rejected outright for more than a year. Soundgarden social media accounts have been hijacked, misleading, or confusing to our fans. And then well, I read the rest of the statement earlier. Uh, Cornell initially sued the members of Soundgarden December 2019 over ownership of seven unreleased songs and accused them of withholding royalties from her. The band responded with a countersuit. It's sad that this is going on. I think Nell had a really good perspective on this. Yeah. I think she said it all. She was yeah. pissed. Is she related to Chris Cornell? Chris Cornell. I oh, like that. You think of that. Uh, Dave Grohl admits there's pressure in writing sweeping anthemic rock classes, according to uh, Q on CBC, guitarworld.com transcribed the chat in which Grohl spoke about writing iconic new songs that could sit alongside uh, the likes of Everlong and My Hero. The funny thing is, he said, uh, there is pressure, but no obligation. So there's this consideration for the listener, but no responsibility, really. So it's kind of this funny balance. It's like, okay, when I write a song, I want you to sing along with me. I do. I like, uh, like I'm extending my hand to the listener saying, uh, come on, let's do this together. He went on to say, of course, that applies to the live thing. And let me tell you, when you go out and you play a show where there's 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 people, and everyone joins in unison and sings along to a song like My Hero or Best of You or whatever it is, that is such a powerful moment that can only be found. Uh, and it's hard to find in life where so many people with so many differences can join in unison for three minutes or three hours. Dave explained that the connection to his audience is palpable when writing new material. He said, I take that into consideration. When I'm writing songs, if I write a key lyric, if I write a lyric that I think will sort of not only engage but connect with the listener emotionally, I'm going to keep that because I think that's one of the music's most powerful abilities is to just be like, I'm connecting with people. I might not have ever meet them. And we're singing this song together live, and I can see their faces. He said, we might not touch each other. But we do in this way, like with this song, and that to me is so powerful, and it really is not only like uh, the miracle of music, it sounds really cheesy, but it's also maybe life's greatest reward uh, to be able to do that with the effing world, he said. I'm surprised he only dropped one F-bomb then. I know. Entire statement. He normally throws them all over the place. Five Finger Death Punch bassist Chris Kale uh, opened up about what led him to go to rehab. Uh, in an interview, he said, uh, the real decline for me started maybe two months before I cleaned up. I was going through a divorce at the time. I wrote my then-wife a note, and she may still have it. I'm sure she probably does. 
And it was basically like, hey, I'm going to go get help and become the guy that she married in the first place and not this person that I had become. So I very much wanted to get back and get out of rehab and go back to being married and whatnot. He said, but I basically ended up in just like a real depressed period, and I decided, F it, man, I can't do this anymore. I called my buddy Greg, and he took me to the rehab that day, and it was the weakest I've ever felt in my life walking wow. into that rehab. He, but he says, but then, once I got out of rehab, it was like, this is the effing strongest I've ever been, uh, and is admitting that I can't deal with this, and I need to figure something else out. I uh, previously revealed that he used about an eight ball of cocaine a week before he had um, Five Finger Death Punch singer Ivan Moody. Uh, he and uh, Ivan Moody both got sober uh, a few years ago. So he's doing good. Hearts Nancy Wilson will release her debut solo set on May 7th. It's titled You and Me. Um, the album was posted and uh, was recorded, by the way, at the... Uh, Guitarist Tome Studio in California with guests contributing remotely. In addition to new original tunes, Wilson teams up with Sammy Hagar for a new take on Simon and Garfunkel's The Boxer, along with covers of uh, Pearl Jam. I love Jam's. The Boxer. It's it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Along with uh, covers from uh, Pearl Jam, Doing Daughter, uh, Bruce Springsteen's The Rising, and The Cranberries' Dreams, featuring Liv Warfield, best known for her work with Prince's New Power Generation. Guns N' Roses, uh, Duff McKagan, and Foo Fighters' Taylor Hawkins are featured on the album's rocker called Party at the Angel Ballroom with Wilson paying tribute to Eddie Van Halen on the new original titled For Edward. So that will be coming out in May. Uh, Daft Punk announced their retirement in an eight-minute-long video titled Epilogue on Monday. I like Daft Punk. Uh, in the clip, the duo, Thomas Bangalter and Guy Manuel de Homan Christo, wander around the desert in their usual space helmets and leather jackets before one walks away and explodes. Uh, the French electronic music duo formed in 1993 and assumed their helmet-wearing robot personas in 1999, Daft Punk won their first Grammy in 2009 uh, and gained their first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Starboy, which is a collaboration from The Weeknd. I, I don't know. What what would I know from them? The song that they did with, um, I don't know any of the titles, but I know that I like a number of their songs. They so did the Harder, one, Better, Faster. They did that with What's uh, the one with Paul Williams that they did? Um, Touch is that one. That yeah, is that's really that good. Song. It yeah. is really good. Uh, they do one on the last album, Discovery, I think the name of the album was, uh, with Giorgio Mordor, who is like one of the like yeah. innovators. Uh, Maroto. Mar- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. And he was an innovator right. in the synthesizer sound. And That's right, yeah. What's interesting about that track is the first like three minutes is Giorgio basically telling the story of how he invented the click track and stuff. Right. But then the song that comes after that is really, really good. I also do, we have anything? A, do you have anything that they're ready to play? Yeah, this is the collaboration I did with them for Better, Harder, uh, Harder, Faster, yeah. Better. Remember that. The song you do know, Preston, is uh, Get Lucky. That's a great song. We're up all night to be fun. We're up all night to get lucky. With uh, Pharrell Williams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's That's the one that you would recognize. Okay. It makes you so tight. tight. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so tight. I'm like. Well, they're not uh, together anymore. They're done. 
Uh, oh, you know what? And also, we I use them for winning music quite a bit. Uh, there is, uh, what's the one I use? Give Life Back to Music. That is, if you give me a second, I'll find it for you, mister. Um, oh, yeah, man. Thank you, Nell. Uh, this is the one here. <laughs> Sometimes when you double-click on something, it brings up a whole new window. That's okay. just like the best thing. Yeah, it's, uh, all right, great. here we go. Yeah. So we use this from time to time as winning music. And okay. this is off of uh, Random Access Memories. It's a great album. Yep. I like when it kicks in. Yeah. All right, Daft Punk, no more. No more. Will we ever get by? Gone! All right, and then uh, I mentioned this earlier in entertainment news. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama have joined forces for a new original podcast. It's titled Renegades, Renegades uh, Born in the USA. It's available now on Spotify. According to the official announcement, Renegades is an eight-episode podcast featuring a deep and revealing conversation between the two friends exploring a wide array of topics, including race, fatherhood, marriage, in the state of America, it is. Rock, a, have you ever heard the story of the cocaine bear? It is a personal, <laughs> in-depth discussion exploring their past, their beliefs, and the country that they love as it was, as it is, and as it ought to be going forward. He's got uh, a sporting eyes. So, oh my God, they're still doing sporting eyes. Because <laughs> after a while, you run out of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, music news for you. We're going to take a break. Hey, this is your last chance to get ready to win a presidency tattoo. If you're interested, text the word tattoo to 39333 because we have a $350 gift card to give away from Floating World Tattoo. So make sure that you do that now. Tattoo 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. You know what? I need to go back and watch that. Um, It's been ages since I've watched the Buddy Holly video. But I'm wondering if uh, Pat Morita makes an appearance in that. Because at that time, they have Al. It's it's Al. Uh, I think he does. um, It's Big Al. uh, Because... At the end, they talk to Al, and he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, this right, right. Line. But I didn't know if Pat Morita is in the uh, uh, the montages as Arnold. I just told I, I told you, I watched a documentary on Pat Morita. Yeah. It was wild. I'd like to see that. What I mean, he started off years ago, you know, doing stand-up. I mean, you have, there's black and white footage from coming out on various variety shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And a, and a lengthy career, and to have... The Karate Kid come along when it did in his life. Yeah. It was just amazing. We just finished uh, Cobra Kai uh, yeah. last night for the second time through all three seasons because my daughter hadn't seen it. I watched. The, right. I think I watched the first season three times, but God damn it, I loved that show. <laughs> I loved it again. Really? Yes. I know how you feel. It's outstanding. I know you're going through that with Ted Lasso right <laughs> I know now. know exactly how you feel. Oh, and I'm also on my third way through um, the... Avengers Marvel Universe. Yeah, we're we're working our way through that one too. Yep. And then you got WandaVision, and the next thing you know, you're gonna have uh Winter Soldier and Falcon. And then Loki. All this good stuff. All man. this good stuff. I'm also watching Agent Carter. I never did watch that. Oh yeah. You have two that, seasons too. to watch, and then that is uh, it's excellent. Yep. I tell you. These are good these are good a great where is that from uh Full Metal Jacket? These are great days we're living, bros. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. I want to thank uh, Sergeant Del Hal for being yeah. on our show. Uh, he is drinking nothing but beer. That's his sustenance. He he will drink uh, you know coffee and water, other things to stay hydrated. But he's drinking nothing but beer, and last year that he did this, it's it's all for Lent. It's for 46 days. He lost 50 pounds in 50 days. It's amazing. Drinking, eating nothing but beer. Uh, and he's doing it as a fundraiser. Uh, and we have the, uh, the the links and all that stuff on our website, on presidentsdf.com, if you want to check the community page. So it's a cool uh, guest to have on. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How do you do, sir? Excellent. Is it a fundraiser for him to enter the Bay Ford Clinic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now he actually says he doesn't get drunk. He's uh he's a brewer. He's one of these people and his tolerance is pretty high, but he only drinks like three or four beers a day through the whole day and he takes his time on them because that's his caloric intake. Mm. And uh yeah, so It sounds crazy, but uh I mean he was peeling off weight and his doctor seemed to like at the end of the whole thing he had he had physicals twice and uh, everything was actually much better than when he started. Yeah. Cuz there was that documentary of that guy that just ate McDonald's for Supersize me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Morgan Spurlock. Uh, and he was in starting to get in very dangerously dangerously right. bad. You know what he was doing though? He was eating all the he was eating all the like you could yeah. go eat McDonald's salads and you'd be fine. Right. Dude. But he was eating like Big Macs and all that stuff and of course that's going to cause that kind of result. Look at Chad Johnson, a former NFL wide receiver. Eats McDonald's every single day of his life. Did it while he was playing in the I NFL. Worship Chad. Yeah. Well, I, Ocho Cinco. Uh, uh, when he uh, played for uh, for St. Louis, uh, and then switched over to Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. It was crushing them. Those are two locations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never Those are two places. Two places. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but, first there are two places. But anyway, he's only, he's only taking in like 600 calories a day, this guy. So that's why he loses all that's the weight. That's him? Uh, that's no, not the guy we have. That's the guy who eats McDonald's every single day of his life. You don't recognize him? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, of that course sure. that's Chad. He's yeah. your buddy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, we were golfing uh, Sunday. Yep. Okay, got it. By the way, Pat Morita is in uh, Buddy Holly. Uh, yes. Nick, Nick pulled up the, the scene where he's uh, in that. All right, so how about we get a letter of the yes. day from you? All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Oh, as in mm, opportunity. Right, yeah. Fair enough. We have the opportunity to win $500 this week, part of the T-Mobile 5G Fridays where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve show. And for another shot of 500 bucks, click contestwmmr.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed, who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? By the way, Casey, the commercial you showed me this morning, when is that? going to be made for the public it's it's out there now uh we'll okay. probably share it on our social um casey did a commercial for this t-mobile 5g thing <laughs> it's outstanding very impressive the last couple of commercials you have done the one you did for duncan with nick doing the uh, uh the voiceover the the noir french yeah. thing is hilarious it's great and I, this well, one is just as good i mean look at who's you know directing yeah yeah he's the man i mean essentially if he can't do it no one can right Hey, uh, we got to get a winner for Tattoos Day. Let's do that very thing. Today is Tuesday, and we have a $350 gift certificate to give away to Michelle Martino. 
And Michelle is from Abington. We're going to give her a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And take a look at their artwork. Uh, by the way, they are at uh, 1729 South Street in Philly. And if you want to see their artwork, floatingworldtattoos.com. And on Instagram, they are at Floating World Tattoos. Are we? So take a look if you will. Are we slowly approaching that time when we can fill the Wells Fargo with all the people who are pressing Steve tattoos? Oh, we have to be. Wow. We have to be, most definitely. Yeah, you're Crazy. right. Yeah. yeah. It's been going That's on for amazing. years and years now. Yes. Uh, what's happening today, man? Well, we'll have on the program today Workforce Box of Pearl Jam. Uh, last week, I think it was last week, was Dennis DeYoung's birthday of sticks. And I wanted to get to a block, um, and I thought it'd be fun to do Workforce Block of Sticks, and yeah. we have a letter for it. We talked about uh, sticks was overlooked, I think, in a lot of ways. Great band. B- because they they were sort of... Um, uh, um, like uh, they were pop progressive in, yeah. in a way, so they 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 kind of were able to do both. They had longer form stuff that I thought was really cool. They had some really great musicians in the band, and and they had a cool sound. Come sail away is a, yeah. a great song, not the Cartman version, by the way. <laughs> um, but the uh, I'm in, there's so many great songs that they do have. I, I'm not as fond of Mr. Roboto, although I think Jackie played it on a... I thought you, it was fun. Did you? I, I, yeah. I still like it. I mean, it, it took a different turn, and it gets beat up pretty bad, but I think it's a fun song. Yeah, I think a couple Jackie songs played on, it on a good. Friday recently. Sweet Madam Blue's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll do a block of sticks, and uh, for Brad's birthday from Aerosmith, we'll do a block of that band. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors, and also Citadel Credit Union, committed to bringing straight to building strength together to build a better future for us all. Tomorrow, Wednesday, so Fox Good Day, we'll do that. Uh, we will have a secret text word, and we also have Walter Goggins Walton. on the program. Walton Goggins. He's awesome. Walton. Yeah. You know him from Django and And Fat Man. And Va- oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. He's we got to talk to him about yeah. Fat Man. What's he talking about? The Unicorn, which is a oh, show on CBS. It's very funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's very cool. We'll have uh, Walton Goggins on the program. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is Gianna Scalici, owner of GS Selena Boutique. We are an online-based store that offers clothing, accessories, and home decor. Our goal as a small business is to provide trendy items to our customers without breaking the bank. Head on over to shopgiaselena.com or check us out on Instagram at shopgiaselena to spice up your closet. And don't forget to use code WMMR for 15% off your first purchase. Next message. Hi, Preston and Steve. This is Teresa Fiola calling from the Pelvic Room in Exton, PA. I am a board-certified pelvic health physical therapist. I work with bowel and bladder problems, pregnancy, postpartum, pain in men or women. These are the basics of health and wellness. Let's get these resolved to pursue life, love, and happiness. Go to pelvicroom.com to learn more about my brand-new small business. Thanks. Love you guys. And a shout-out to Pierre. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.